Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the wall. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Radio show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And here's my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. Oh, we're not talking about anything tonight. Let's <laughs> just, just all take a nap. Okay, so on Sundays, we start with a prayer for all you atheists out there. And, um, Bronnie, you're going to tell everybody what WikiLeaks is up to. You actually sent me this. Then the ups and downs for the week, the Second Amendment report, the Looney Tooney Global Warming report, and we will visit the wonderful world of animals if we get to it. And yes, that is Rooster Cogborn. He is not a recording. <laughs> it's going to get a little bit noisier around here now that it, uh, it, we went from winter to, to summer. <laughs> winter to summer. Uh, oh, by the way, I don't know how to spell Looney Tunes. <laughs> I don't remember. She she always misspells it, but it's always a different way. The wonderful world of animals. Boy, it'd be nice if we get to that. Speaking of, that's our rooster, rooster Cogburn. It is not a sound bite, and I I do not control it. So um, sometimes he comments, sometimes he doesn't. It's going to be a busy day. All right. So prayer from churchyear.net. Dear Lord, you are the fullness of life, of holiness, and of joy. Fill our days and nights with the love of your wisdom, that we may bear fruit in the beauty of holiness, like a tree watered by running streams. Amen. And WikiLeaks. Well, that's kind of Looney Tunes. <laughs> WikiLeaks. Uh, I can't. I just can't believe this. It's a thing. WikiLeaks. Well, they have released seventeen secret documents, and this is from arstechnica.co.uk. Seventeen secret documents from the negotiations of the Global Trade and Services Agreement, TISA, which have been taking place behind closed doors largely unnoticed since 2013. The main participants are the United States, the European Union, and 23 other countries including Turkey, Mexico, Canada, Australia, Pakistan, Taiwan, and Israel, which together comprise two-thirds of global GDP. Sin significantly, all the BRICS countries, B-R-I-C-S, BRICS countries, 
Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Um, when are you going to give them billing? It's been a while now. It's still called BRICS. Uh, so anyway, South Africa. They're absent and are therefore unable to provide their perspective and input for what is essentially a deal designed by Western nations for the benefit of Western corporations, according to the European Commission's dedicated page. Quote, TISA aims at opening up markets and improving rules in areas such as licensing, financial services, telecoms, e-commerce, wartime transport, and professionals moving abroad temporarily to provide services. TISA's focus on services complements the two other global trade agreements currently being negotiated in secret, of which our Senate um, illegally gave their their power away to have to ratify it as a treaty. Uh, th there's nothing in the Constitution about official agreements between the president and another country. That is a treaty. And it requires two-thirds of the Senate to approve, not two-thirds to disapprove, like they wrote in the new legislation, which they just wanted it out. They gave themselves the out. Why? Why would anybody believe this? They they gave them they didn't they they took the power and flipped it on its head, so that it would take two thirds to say no to the treaty. But see, here's the catch: they do things so unconstitutional up there they don't even understand the constitution. There's no way in hell you could do that. None. Without an amendment to the Constitution, those statutes are worthless. If only we'd enforce it. But, yeah, people think I'm crazy or something. Oh, it goes with the Constitution again. It's always the Constitution, the Constitution. <laughs> That's right, always. Anyway, uh, if we stuck only to the Constitution, we'd all be a lot happier. So we're back to Tisa. Sorry, I told you, Tisa in a mood today all right so tisa is to blah 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 focus on services that complements the two other global trade agreements current being negotiated in secret the transatlantic trade and investment partnership ttip yeah i know you've all heard about tpp but not not tisa or not ttip right yeah suddenly that that's top secret you know you're not even supposed to know about it and the corresponding deal for the Pacific region, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, TPP, which deal with goods and investments. Like both TTIP and TPP, one of the central aims of TISA is to remove, quote-unquote, barriers to trade in services and to impose a regulatory ratchet on participating nations. In the case of TISA, the ratchet ensures that services are deregulated and opened up to private companies around the world and that once privatized, they cannot be re-nationalized. What the heck is going on? We just reported another journalist that exposed how all the Western countries were helping to create ISIS. What the heck is going on? We and got, now this. We got crazy people behind the wheel. And now this. We got crazy people behind the wheel. 
the inmates are running the asylums. It's, it's insane. Nothing they do up there is legal. It's just circus and bread. I don't think they do up there is their job. Anyone? No, I'm sorry, it is not. And you stop helping them by saying, you know, you need to pass legislation. That's why he sent you to pass legislation. No, you're not supposed to submit a pass legislation. They can't find anything that needs legislating. Then don't pass anything. Go home. <laughs> yes, you're only required to be there one month. Do what has to be done and go home. And all the rest of the stuff they've been doing, it's not their job. The bureaucracies are unconstitutional. You cannot legislate power to another branch. The same problem with the thing they did with the treaty. You can't do that. It's, it's illegal. I don't care what the Supreme Court says. Supreme Court's rulings are illegal. Because they call them rulings. All right. So let's see what the 17 documents released today from WikiLeaks. You know, I keep saying that, I, I you know, Snowden and all that stuff, I don't care about what his motivations were. I'm glad people are leaking this information because it needs to, we need to know this stuff. We have a right to know about this. Do they you, have no right to keep it from us. Do you know how many conservatives say that Snowden was a traitor? Most of them do. A lot of liberals do. But I don't, you know, technically, he, he was, he was. Is. <laughs> is. But what do you, I mean, it, that's the point. He risked being branded a traitor and being thrown in prison for the rest of his life or, or shot by a firing squad. That's how it's supposed to be. Um, to leak that information. Now, he had obviously his own agenda, which has nothing to do with me. However, just because somebody does something for a different purpose doesn't mean it accidentally turned out to be good. Is it his, his intentions matter not, much like the congressman's intentions when they pass these legislatures, this legislation that they're not supposed to pass. I say we need more leaks, not less. I want to know everything that's going on in there. And I want all our data out of their computers. That's what I want. IRS just got broken into again and hacked for over 100,000 names in case you cared. Also stole a whole bunch of people's tax returns that's gonna wake up those people they're gonna be mad but we're all gonna sit around and go well i don't get under back with the government anyways it's not my problem right until it is if that's the just like the old saying that is the problem sooner or later they run out of other people to harass and they're just left with you that's exactly right and the, the other reason that we want the leaks out is because there's no transparency in our government and the lamestream media could Trans give a crap. Transportation, <laughs> this, this TPP agreement is nonsense. It's a treaty. The congressmen and senators are going up in and out of a private room at the bottom of the Capitol somewhere where they keep this, this document. They're only allowed to read it there. In the tomb. But they're allowed to read it. But they're not allowed to, when they leave, they can't talk about it, what they read. They can't, they can't take it out of the room. They can't copy it. They can't take notes. What the hell? It's, that's, this is crazy talk. They're, how could they allow the president to do this? I mean, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's not going to be approved until we read it and vote on it. Because it is a treaty. And you can kiss my backside. 
You can call it whatever you want. These name changing of names, it works well when you play in politics with people's head. But stuff like this, it doesn't work. You know, I would, like what you're saying, well, because we, we're real people and those people up there aren't. But yeah, I would be leaking stuff out to the press and I would say to them, what is the gut? What is, what is this president going to do? Arrest me and put me in a gulag? I would love to see them try that. Take one of our freaking Congress critters. They just. And they did it. To, they'll do it to Snowden if they get their hands on him. No, I'm talking about the what what you're saying of going into that stupid room and then. Oh, that's how lot of I did that right to the cameras. Are yep. you kidding me? As and as just as the leader, if I was the leader of the Senate, I'd say there's no way that that treaty is ever going to be ratified. So this is a lot of wasted time. And I wouldn't allow any of my people to. But go. the president says it's an agreement, and he has the authority to make foreign agreements with foreign states. It's not an agreement. It is a trade treaty. You could call it a treaty. It is an agreement. It's a written agreement. That's all a treaty is. But all treaties must be approved by two-thirds of the Senate. And that's because you're right. People that say that, oh, you should just be able to, to sign a treaty and then it, it trumps the Constitution. That ain't right. The founding fathers would have never done that. Well, they didn't do it. We did it when we ratified the 16th and 17th Amendments. Well, the 17th specifically, where we gave up our, where we thought we were taking power for ourselves, voting for the senators, when we were really taking power away from our state government. And look how well this has all turned out. Again, all treaties must go through the Senate. And he could never pull these games if the states knew their role. If if all the governors knew their role, they would stop him in a heartbeat. Because they have the real power, not the President of the United States. I know it, it seems different because we're allowing it to be different. It's not the law. It's a lie. And this stuff, this isn't uh, national security. Get out of here. This is trade barriers and... This is a trade. These are trade treaties. That's all they are. Trade. I guess they're called trade agreements, but you write them down, and the Senate has to approve them, because they're. You can call it an agreement, it's still a treaty. Again. There is no agreement without the agreement of the states. That's why you could amend the Constitution by just a simple ratification of a treaty, because they controlled the Senate, and two thirds of the states were not going to vote against themselves. They just wouldn't sign the treaty if they didn't, if it was going to take power away from them or their citizens. They just wouldn't ratify it by telling the senators not to vote for it. That's how it's supposed to work. That's what that's the a, a key balance that we took out and made the whole thing off kilter. It's the really the worst amendment in the Constitution is the Seventeenth Amendment. Inc it incredibly damaged our republic. We need to repeal that. Anyway. <laughs> the 17 documents released today include drafts and annexes on issues such as air traffic, maritime transport, professional services, e-commerce, delivery services, transparency, and domestic regulation, as well as several documents on the positions of negotiating parties. The annex on e-commerce is likely to be of particular interest to ARS readers since, if adopted, 
it would have a major impact on several extremely sensitive areas in the digital realm. For example, the question of data flows. Specifically, the flow of European citizens' personal data to the United States is at the heart of disputes over the EU's proposed data retention rules, the Safe Harbor Agreement and TTIP. Here's what Article 2.1 of TISA's e-commerce annex would impose upon its signatories. No party may prevent a service supplier of another party from transferring, accessing, processing, or storing information, including personal information, within or outside the party's territory where such activity is carried out in connection with the conduct of the service supplier's business. That's how they write things, I know. <laughs> Couldn't that be said easier? Yes. That's why they don't do that. How do you think lawyers stay in business? Lawyers stay in business because of... What is What do judges make that they're not supposed to make? Law. Right. Case law. Go ahead. You go up, you go up against a firm. Go ahead. And... You look up 200 years of jurisprudence. Have fun. It's not any fun. They have a whole team of people to do it for them. The lawyers don't have to do it. It's, a, it's incredibly, ridiculously hard nowadays to represent yourself in court. Anyway, um, yeah, so it's a case law, which is also called precedent. And uh, also the wording of contracts that nobody but a lawyer can understand. Sort of like the tax code is designed for CP keeping CPAs well employed. Certified public accountants. They, they, they deserve it. They work hard. And they had to take a ridiculous test on a, on a stack of laws. The tax law that at the time my sister, Sandy, she did it. It was about four inches, five inches thick. They had to take a test on on all the codes that were in that book, and that and every time they change the codes, they have to keep up on it. They're worth every penny. I know they're expensive, but I would never let anyone touch my tax returns except a certified public accountant or me. Since I'm not rich, it's me. And since I'm not rich, there's not a whole lot of paperwork to fill out, frankly. <laughs> all right. So what does it what does it mean in practice? It means that the EU would be forbidden from requiring that US companies like Google or Facebook keep the personal data of European citizens within the EU. One of the ideas currently being floated in Germany. Article 9.1 imposes a more general ban on requiring companies to locate some of their computing facilities in a territory. Quote, no party may require a service supplier as a condition for supplying a service or investing in its territory to A, use computing facilities located in the party's territory. They're not telling me about B. I know. I'm like, what's B? Article 6 of the leaked text ban seems to ban any country from using free software mandates. No party may require the transfer of or access to source code of software owned by a person of another party. 
as a condition of providing services related to such software in its territory. This sounds more like they're worried about China than us. The text goes on to specify that this only applies to, quote-unquote, mass market software, and does not apply to software used for critical infrastructure. It would still prevent a European government from specifying that its civil servants should use only open-source code for word processing a sensible requirement given what we know about the deployment of backdoors in commercial software by the NSA GCHQ. This is a buy for Microsoft and Apple. This this is a gift them, to them. Yeah, but isn't Linux open source? Yes, that's what they That's say. what I'm saying. That's they don't want you, you, you can't require them to use Linux because it's free. And why wouldn't you use common open source documents that can be read across all different platforms unless you're trying to limit the platforms again, crony capitalism. This is what they did to Commodore Amiga. Now they now they're going to try to do it to Linux because Linux now is really scaring Microsoft so much. They have their own version of Linux. I almost puked. I'm not kidding. So does Google Chrome. Google Chrome is called Chromium, and Microsoft's is called I don't know Microbium. I don't know what the <laughs> hell it is. Uh, it's actually some kind of weird thing with an. It's like letters, not really a word. Uh, but you can just look up, you know, Microsoft Linux, and you'll find it right away. It's not, it's not hidden. Uh, there are a lot of play companies that have been installing Linux on computers, which has been costing Microsoft a, a lot of money because they don't have to pay licensing fees for installing Microsoft on the computer because Linux is free. The people that work on it don't care. You want to donate, donate. You don't want to donate, don't donate. It's free. Sort of. It's not as it's not as fine tuned so idiots can't break it like Microsoft, but it's much more powerful and flexible. Uh, but you know, people that have problems with Windows need to stay away from Linux. But Linux is on and up; it's coming up, and it's scaring the heck out of them. So now, you know, Microsoft is looking into other areas. Now they make their own Linux. I don't know why anybody would want Microsoft Linux over every other type out there. Yeah, but you notice how these companies are for, are having the governments do their dirty work for them? Yeah, always. It's called crony capitalism. Well, I said that before. <laughs> you just said that. So did I. But, but that, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. Because, again, we're not doing anything about it. The less we put back, the more they're going to do. The less we push back, the more they're going to do. It's that simple. Just don't impeach about Just let them keep going. Just don't impeach them. Just don't cut off funding. Just let them go. That's what they're doing. They're not listening to you. Old McDonald there, he won't even bring things up for votes. He doesn't screw, screw the Republican Tea Party nuts. Um, Tea Party people aren't nuts. They represent us. We want you people to stop doing what you're doing. But that's crazy talk. Because the whole plan is always to have more power, not less. Control more of the economy, not less. Now, this is ridiculous. I can't use Linux because I work for the government. That's, that's just nonsense. The government should not be buying anything from Microsoft. Why shouldn't they use Linux? Linux is great for uh, networking. Linux is, is it was uh, comes from Unix. That's what created the internet. Unix. Then they created the World Wide Web, which is the graphical clickety-clickety browser stuff you guys use. Before then, it was just a, a screen with a blinking cursor challenging you to remember the commands. 
and you had to type everything in. Oh, that's the other thing. Yeah, the monitor was green. I mean, all the letters, everything printed out was green. That's all there was. I'm a dinosaur when it comes. I still remember doing a. Uh, I think it was it a did Atari make it? I can't even remember. It was a computer, and it hooked you hooked it up to a cassette deck. Remember those things, old timers? The kids are all going, "What's a cassette deck?" It's a weird little tape machine that records. Anyway. So you hook that up and you put the software in, which was a cassette tape, and you hit play, just like it was playing a, a song. And the data would transfer through the cable into the computer, and they, I was playing a space game. Zoom, zam, zoom. There we go. That was when I was a child, so that's, we're looking at the 60s, late 60s. Not even that late, really. But, uh, yeah, it, it, computers weren't as everywhere as they are now. They were just these giant things in a big giant building somewhere because they'll use magnetic tape and punch cards and it was a different world i'll tell you that right now i don't miss not using punch cards you drop them it's a bitch well before you go on the 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 hardest thing that I had to realize that you had to keep telling me over and over and over again <clears throat> is that these smart smartphones are miniature computers they are as a matter of fact uh Android is just a GUI on top of Linux kernel. You know, nobody has any idea what you just said. <laughs> okay, uh, a GUI is a GUI or graphical user interface. In other words, the stuff you use in your computers every day, that's that, that point-and-click stuff, that's all a GUI. Um, it, it's not new. It's actually been around. Commodore had it back just, oh, God, back far as the 64. Uh, but anyway, uh, what was I asking? You're talking about an Android. Oh, oh yeah. Well, Android phones. Android is nothing but. Uh, it's hard to explain it to Windows folks because they think it's all this thing, magical window thing. Underneath that, even in Microsoft, is a command line structure, and you can access it, know what to do with it. You can do all kinds of things behind the scenes that would get you into trouble. I keep reading this article over and over again when I'm talking and losing my... <laughs> what? I can't okay. stop looking at it. I don't know why. Okay, what was I saying? Ahead. No, no I was just go finishing. Ahead. No, I was just finishing. <laughs> what was I saying? Talking about the Android. Android, <laughs> Android and Linux. Anyway, so the graphically pointy-click thing sits on top of a regular old CLI, they say, command line interface. Typey-typey stuff. Okay. So Linux kernel is what's underneath the, the typey-typey stuff on Linux, too. They have that now. Uh that came from Unix, and Unix was networking computers all over the country. That was originally what the internet was. It was just colleges, mainframes that you could access outside of the college to get information. You mean Al Gore didn't invent it? No. And neither did the military. Neither did the military. And neither did Obama? The we government didn't... gave them, <laughs> did illegal stuff like they always do. I'm sure they gave them grants or whatever. Uh, Believe me, if the government was back to the Constitution, nobody would need the grant. It would have been invented sooner. Anyway, so I'm glad you're hearing all this stuff. But just remember, your smartphone is a computer. It's just a little more limited than a made computer. 
because the reason I'm bringing this up is because he's always telling telling me I have to reboot it. I have to turn it off every once in a while because basically we leave our phones on 24-7 because of where we live and if there's any kind of emergencies up here. But he always has to say to me, this is a little computer. You have to reboot it every once in a while because <laughs> it starts getting squirrely. Sometimes, yeah, depending on what you put in it. You know, that's, well, that tends my to be phone, you can't put anything on it. <laughs> It's got plenty on there. That's the problem. <laughs> it's the problem is they they send them with too many apps. The apps are free. Apps are free online. You don't need those apps. But what they do is they lock the phone, and you can't get at those apps. You can't delete them. You can't uninstall. You can't do anything with them. You're stuck. So everything you add has to be added into the memory of what's left over. Not to mention these things tend to run in the background, even when they're not running. If you didn't know that. When you have conflicts, it always comes up with a list of things running. Notice that they're you aren't using them. Why are they in memory? But that's Linux. If you're an Android user, you're a Linux person, even though you don't know it. So welcome to the family. Uh, iPhone, that's, yeah, that's iOS. That's Mac OS. So can't welcome you to the party at all. You Mac people are too elite anyway. You'll want caviar or something. My folks like beer and... White Lightning. I still love that song, White Lightning. Every time I hear it, it's just such a fun song. White Lightning. <laughs> um, so, back to Article 6 of the leaked text. Seems to ban any country from using free software mandates. Uh, it would prevent... It would prevent... It would still prevent... A European government from specifying that its civil servants should use only open source code for word processing, a sensible requirement, given what we know about the deployment of backdoors, and I know I read it already, in commercial software by the NSA and GCHQ. Without WikiLeaks, the presence of these far-reaching proposals would not have been revealed until after the government had been after the agreement had been finalized. At which point, nothing could be done about them since the next, the, since the text would be fixed. With the publication of these documents, civil society has an opportunity to find out what is being discussed behind closed doors and to analyze and discuss the implications, whether the negotiators will take account of what ordinary people think is another matter. I think it was well stated. Boy, we're really getting attacked from all ends, huh? I know, not we're, we're even crazy, and I was standing up for Snowden and WikiLeaks. And... Yep. Now, I keep trying to explain, even the enemy sometimes ends up agreeing with you, and when they, when they do, just take it. Well, the lamestream Don't worry media... about it. I don't, care. I don't know. They're going to think I'm selling out. Don't they? We know what's good. Take, the, take that deal. Reach across the aisle when they offer you something you weren't even looking for. Well, lamestream media is not going to report any of this. Of course not. We don't have a, a free press here anymore. The closest thing we have is the internet, and they're coming for you. And I don't know how many conservatives screwed up and thought this net neutrality was a good idea. It's amazing to me. People that call themselves conservative, oh, I love so great. It should be fair. I'm like, oh, fair, fair. Social justice, right? Now we've got social justice on the internet. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. So the F, yes, the FCC and the FEC are both coming after us. And you know there's going to have to be regulatory fees put on your account, right, to pay for all of this. 
even though it won't pay for all this, it just goes in the coffers. It gets spent like everything else. That's why you should never agree to nonsense like, oh, but this is going to go to education if we put this surcharge on your all cell phones. It'll go to, first of all, it doesn't go to education. It goes wherever the heck they want to spend it. So that was, uh, they got you. All right, so stop doing that. All right, and with that, we're going to go to commercial breaks and cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. The Terry O'Brien Show. The Terry O'Brien Show airs live in vivid red light news. Sundays, 4 to 6 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. I think that most liberals are well-intentioned but misguided. They're like children who have the luxury of believing in the political equivalent of the tooth fairy. They need some tough love. They need a big old healthy dose of common sense and information. And when they get it, the smart ones will become conservative. Strap in for the wild ride with America's original conservative warrior princess. Are payday loans ruining your life? Do you want control over your money again? If you have two or more payday loan cash advances, listen closely. You may be eligible for a program payday loan companies don't want you to know about. A program that may help get aggressive and unfair payday loan companies out of your bank account and get you back on track to financial freedom. Payday loan companies may trap you into paying outrageously high interest rates. And they take way too much of your hard-earned money every week. We understand their tactics and know how to keep them off your back. We'll fight hard to help you regain control of your money. If you have two or more payday loan cash advances, call right now for a free consultation. 877 3142657 877 if you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, a life-altering journey across North America by Susan Francis Bonner is available in ebook form for Kindle owners at Amazon.com for $7.99. This true story chronicles the changes Susan witnessed in nursing, the medical field, and in our nation during the years 1998 to 2002. It is written to expose what goes on behind the scenes concerning health care in this country, the common problems our nation faces, and what it is like to live across North America as a travel nurse. It is not politically correct 
or for the faint of heart. She hopes to inspire her fellow Americans to stand up for what is right and persevere no matter what the difficulties they encounter on the great journey that is called life. Again, the novel is Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, A Life-Altering Journey Across North America by Susan Francis Bonner, is available in ebook form for Kindle owners at Amazon.com. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Finally got Rue to calm down a little. He just started crowing again. <laughs> no, he didn't. He did too. Did not. When I was yelling, he was crowing. <laughs> no, now he is. Boy, you're deaf, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, off to some less depressing stuff than no, defending WikiLeaks. It's, it's, I can't believe I, I put myself in that position. Right. It's like with everything else. It's like, remember we did, we said. I know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Well, an analog clock. But also, when, where the law goes, the line of the law, we can, we're standing still. The law. Everything's the, going. The law means nothing. That's the problem. They're, they're not following the law. They're making laws that are, they're making what we call laws. They're statutory laws. And uh, they're not but law. They're... The law is the Constitution. For them to make the statute, there must be something in the Constitution that directly grants them the power to do it. But they're creating all these people and what they're doing by the actions of the illegal actions. Well, I got to I, you know, I'm with an anonymous and WikiLeaks and these guys with uh, this government is got to go. But that's probably where the, our agreements end. But. They don't want this this government, this massive government that's collecting information on all the people. And either do I, either do cons real conservatives. I just don't understand the problem. This is an easy one. It was like, why did you re why did they reauthorize the Patriot Act? Why? It, why? It was set to expire in two years, and it should have expired. And last time, they didn't even tell you. I I. Uh, I didn't even know until I, I was doing some accidental research and stumbled upon the fact that it had already been signed into law. Where where was the TV with the pens and the pomp and circumstance? All the nonsense he signs into law. Suddenly this one was behind closed doors. There was no special pens. And uh, who knows if he even signed it. Well, he uses that robot arm thing, which is unconstitutional. It doesn't say signed by proxy into law it says signed no a machine is not him this machine is not a president president must sign it it also must be presented to the president it was not it was presented to his aides he was across the pond somewhere remember like that was just one of numerous times he's used that stupid arm i forget what they call it but it, it signs it for him when he's not there it, no, you have to be presented with those documents. You have to sign those documents. And see, this is what happens when you start saying, well, they're implied powers. I mean, I, I am, I'm signing it. It's just I'm signing it remotely. Times changed. We have technology, blah, blah, blah. Okay, good. Yeah, times changed. Yeah, that's what they said Constitutional Convention do. Boy, they were really concerned about that. And so they came up with the solution. It's 
called amending the Constitution. Times change. You're right. So amend the Constitution. But I'm going to tell you right now, you don't want what's going up down there right now. So if I were you, I'd let's just be working on getting back to the Constitution so we can live on, under freedom and keep more of our own money in our own economy, which we are an integral part of. As a matter of fact, in a free market, we the people are the market. Well, they're not going to be undepressed. <laughs> undepressed? By the ups and downs. Is that like a tongue depressor? And <laughs> the ups and downs of the week because I couldn't find an up. Then you should have called it the downs and the downs <laughs> for the week. Because there's no ups. Okay. Ups and downs for the week. And up, down. See, no, she, it's, well, no ups. This is an up, down. That's It's got the word up in it. For Fox News, Kansas is bleeding money. Lawmakers in the Sunflower State have been scrambling for years to make up a $400 million revenue gap following a 2012 income tax cut that left deep holes in the state budget. Again, what does it say in the Constitution? States may not emit bills of credit. It was, if that's confusing to you, they were, they were specific in convention. Uh, they were taking over the debt of the states and in so doing, but never again were the states allowed to go into debt. Nor were they allowed to print money. I keep trying to explain, well, we understand about print money back then, coining money, printing money, it's the same thing. No, it's not. They had printed money before the Constitution. And just like all printed money, that wasn't backed by anything, it became worthless. You've ever heard worthless is a continental? The continental was colonial script. Printed, flyaway, fiat money. I know, you say it every show. But it's, it's funny, though. Today you were having a conversation with your friend from Arizona. And he's a pretty well-read, smart guy. Is he? And he didn't even know about the continental. So how many people know about it? He's, he's not well-read on history. He did not listen to the Patriots Pub, and that's a gigantic mistake. PatriotsPub.us, U.S. History, the Founding Fathers, the Constitution, just the facts, no politics, apolitical. You hear the facts, you do what you want with them. You can even read along when we do constitutional convention. Uh, you can read along online with the, the minutes, Madison's notes on the 1787 convention. Uh... He's the only official note keeper, although there were other people that kind of kept some limited notes. Rufus King took some good ones on the side. Uh, ones that the ones that are bad, the ones that are, the ones from the delegates of New York. Why? Because they left in the beginning of the in the beginning of the whole process. Because it became apparent that they were doing more than just amending the Articles of Confederation. They realized they were creating a whole new government. They went back and asked the legislature in New York what to do, and they said, come home. You're not, you're not authorized to be there anymore because they didn't want a drastic change because they were doing pretty good out of all the states in the Articles of Confederation. But the Articles of Confederation were a complete and utter failure. Couldn't put down insurrections, couldn't make trade agreements. That's why the convention was called. And in fixing the AOCs, they created the Constitution. And when you go through it and you listen to the debates, it's just, it's a natural evolution. 
to fix the Articles of Confederation, which parts of are still in the Constitution, by the way. Uh, they brought that, brought them over. But they had these problems that needed fixing. These problems between the states. The problem with the national government not being strong enough to protect us, to put down insurrections, to make trade agreements. Get the idea? So this had to be fixed. Anyone that wants to go back to the Articles of Confederation doesn't know what they're talking about. Yes, we did decide. The ratification of the Constitution was put to the people, and the people decided. So nothing was stolen from anybody. They voted for it in overwhelming numbers since, you know, two-thirds of Congress and three-fourths of the states, right? So three-quarters of all the people in the United States would have to vote for it. And yes, that kind of majority lines are good for the people. It, it tends to limit power. But if you limit the power too much to your, to, to your servant, it becomes clear pretty soon that the servant is no longer functioning. So, um, but at any rate, you're not supposed to go into debt. That means towns can't go into debt, counties can't go into debt, cities can't go into debt, because they are all subdivisions of the state government. So when they say the state, they mean all-inclusive. Republican Governor Sam Brownback wants recover some of the money. Wow, really wants to recover some of the money. Are we getting Ebonics now? Did they bring that back? Wants recover some of the money by placing limits on government assistance. Starting in July, people in Kansas who collect government assistance will be limited to a single ATM withdrawal, not exceeding $25 per day. Kansas law also prohibits public assistance spending at swimming pools, tattoo parlors, and video arcades. Is all this constitutional? No. But you're, it's, the government shouldn't be telling you how much money you can take out and where to spend it. And that. Here's the problem. Welfare is not constitutional. See, that's the problem. There's no remedy to something that's not constitutional in the Constitution. The remedy is we don't, we don't allow it to be enforced. That's the remedy. We, the people, the fiber, final, final arbiter of what's constitutional or not. Supreme Court's not even in the loop, which is why, again, sorry, the Liberty Amendments put them back in the loop legally and took the states out of the loop. That was brilliant, Mark. Only an attorney could come up with that one. This is saying that all these people on welfare have bank accounts and they're getting direct deposit instead they, of... <laughs> they do have bank accounts. Your EBT card, you can take money out. That's a bank account, right? It's stored somewhere. Well, theoretically, it's stored somewhere. Yeah, but they're taking it out of an ATM. Yes, you can put them in ATMs to take money out. EBT cards also pay food stamps and they erroneously say they're food stamps. They're not. You erroneously say they're not. EBT card is welfare. It covers all of it. The money they get for clothing every month and the money they get for food stamps for food, see, they're covering all their basic needs. And the money, you don't get a money. The money goes to the landlord who houses them. Uh, that's all government assistance, and it comes a large portion from the federal government 
which is completely unconstitutional. There's nothing in the Constitution about helping poor people. So, but what they're saying is they're taking their EPT cards and they're going to swimming pools and people that are on the swimming pools. Anywhere are taking you can them. swipe the card, you can use it. Tattoo parlors. Yes, because people accept it. I just tell you, yeah, I know strip clubs. When they don't you remember the whole thing in Louisiana after uh, Hurricane? Which one was it this time? Katrina. Katrina. There's so many hurricanes. Uh, but oh, Katrina, they, they, I was reporting on it that these people were taking these things, going to bars, going to topless clubs, all the, all this stuff. On you, you were paying for them to do this. It. It's just, leaves you speechless. It's so horrible. Uh, look, they knew in the 1700s it was stupid to help the poor. Ben Franklin, after traveling around Europe and coming back to the United States, the colonial times, he said that he'd seen governments who help people in poverty and governments that didn't help people in poverty. The ones that helped people in poverty, the country, those people stayed poor. In the country where they didn't help the poor, those people got gainfully employed, started a business, whatever the case may be, they were no longer poor. And Ben Franklin said that if you want to help people in poor, then make them uncomfortable in their poverty and they'll claw their way out of it. Now, that, of course, also depends upon a free market, which we don't have. So, yes, a lot of these things are academic, but they're not supposed to be. They're the reality. This unconstitutional crud over the top that's hiding it, that's all needs to go. I know you're afraid. Don't be. Trust me on this. You you will learn to do cartwheels over it. It will not happen like you think. But if we don't take our republic back, I'll tell you what is going to happen. They are going to crash this economy sooner or later. They are going to bring this whole economy crumbling down. And when that happens, there will be true anarchy in the streets. And you had better paid attention to the show when I told you whose responsibility it is to defend yourself and your family. And if you're telling me, oh, I'm, I'm a objective, you know, I'm a pacifist. Yeah, well, head pacifist uh, Gandhi said, a pacifist who doesn't defend themselves, their family, their property, or another because their pacifists are nothing but cowards. There was another word for that, but I, cowards is good. Well, we had pacifists in the Revolutionary War. They were called Quakers. They're still pacifists. And again, if you're telling me your pacifist means you won't help your neighbor when they're being attacked, that's cowardice. That is not pacifism. Sorry, you're just afraid. You just got an excuse not to not to feel bad about it. Someone's raping somebody, and you're a pacifist. You don't just go, "Oh, sorry," and walk away, do you? Well, like, I guess you might, but then you're a coward. Them being pacifists didn't stop the revolution. <laughs> and well, a lot of them but got they hurt. Didn't, but they didn't fight in the revolution, and they're ridiculous. I'm sorry. After those kids got shot in that Quake in that Quaker, uh, was it Amish or Quaker? Doesn't matter. Uh, and the 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 answer was uh, not guns or armed guards or anything like that. They don't want any part of that. This, they're not going to let this evil change them one bit. 
So they go back to put, they build the one schoolhouse up again and go put the kids back in it. Might as well just put out a sign for the next kook. I'm telling you, just keep putting up gun-free zone signs. Before you know it, <clears throat> those would be the worst places you ever wanted to see. <clears throat> but I, uh, but when it comes down, there'll be anarchy, and you'll wish to God you'd listen. And we had fixed this before, before it crumbled, because once it's crumbled, I got to tell you, we were the only revolution in history that ever turned out to not produce a tyrannical government. The only one that's recorded in history. So to think that this is going to happen again, well, I don't, I don't think so. If, if we wait for it to collapse and into anarchy, I don't think we will be rebuilding or restoring the Republic. We will be installing a whole new government of people that have a plan to save America. And they always have a plan. Stalin, Lenin, Hitler, everybody has a plan. And uh, look where their plans always lead. Misery. So, yes, let them go act like they're citizens that actually have a job, for God's sakes. It, why would they ever go to work? Why? The women just pop out of the baby and they get more money. Why would you go back to work? You got everything you would have if you went to work. Dental, medical. And I assume you could even get that stuff anymore. You can't because of Obamacare. But uh, I'm saying you got to take these people make a ton of money. They say they make the equivalent of about 25 days. It's not true. They don't pay taxes on their money. They also get free medical and dental. The only thing's got to be added up. How is someone going to go from that to having to pay for child uh, care? someone to watch the kid while they go to work at some minimum wage job and then you know they 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 wouldn't even be able to have the lifestyle they have on welfare they would be stepping backwards of course they wouldn't know that that would be maybe it seems like a step backwards financially but it's a step in the right direction towards more economic freedom as you hopefully don't stay in a minimum wage job and work yourself up to the next job and so on and that's how the economy is supposed to work. But it doesn't because Democrats are in charge. And, uh, well, just progressives in general. And they've all pulled up the ladders. They don't want you to succeed. They lie, lie, lie. They want more people poor, poor, poor. They want everybody poor, as a matter of fact. And they're getting their way quickly. The rich will escape this. I, I don't, You people that think you're giving it to the rich, you'll never stick it to the rich. Ever. They will. They have money. They have resources. They will find ways to get around what they consider theft of their money by the government. They will. If they have to move, they'll move, including taking jobs with them. We'll talk more of this on the other side of breaks. Young Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. Since 2003, Crutchfield and Toshiba, their employees, and the Charlottesville, Virginia community have made it possible to send portable DVD players, DVDs, MP3 players, and digital cameras through the Bringing Relief and Video Overseas, also known as Bravo. This is the way that these companies and communities are thanking our armed forces for their service and sacrifice, and to let their loved ones at home know that their sacrifice is appreciated.
What have you done for our soldiers lately? To find out more about the program, log on to crutchfield.com and do a search for Bravo. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. And now, a word from our founding fathers. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its power in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Read the Constitution. After all, it was written for you. Hi, I'm Stuart Shepard. This is Stoplight. If you change a light bulb, you get a new light. If you change a tire, you get a new tire. If you change a baby, you keep the baby, you get a new diaper. Right? That's right. But now you can apparently run for president without knowing how to make change. You understand that in this election, the greatest risk we can take is to try the same old politics with the same old players and expect a different result. The change we need doesn't come from Washington. Change comes to Washington. Leon Panetta, Obama's pick for CIA, was chief of staff under Bill Clinton the same old politics. Rahm Emanuel, Obama's chief of staff, was a senior advisor under Bill Clinton. With the same old players. Robert Reich, one of Obama's economy gurus, was secretary of labor under Bill Clinton. The same old politics. Eric Holder, Obama's pick for attorney general, was deputy attorney general under Bill Clinton. Carol Browner, Obama's global warming guru, ran the EPA under Bill Clinton. Susan Rice, Obama's pick for the UN, was an assistant secretary of state under Bill Clinton. The same old politics with the same old players. Ironically, one person who did not have any truly official position in the Clinton administration is Obama's pick for secretary of state, Hillary Clinton. I can't wait to see what hope means. You didn't build that. We built this city on rock and roll. That's the reason I'm running for president because I still believe in that idea. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. And now, a message to freshman Tea Party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward, while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values, uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. 
What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. I guarantee you, Barack Obama ain't taking my shotguns, so don't buy that malarkey. Don't buy that malarkey. They're going to they're gonna start peddling that to you. I got two. If he tries to fool my Beretta, he's got a problem. Cooperative Radio Show, and we are talking about uh, Kansas and EBT cards and welfare and poor people and such. You haven't even gone through gone through one up and down for the week. Sorry. All right, where was I on this swimming pools? All right, though it might sound extreme to some, Kansas is just the latest GOP-led state to launch campaigns to cut or limit public assistance. A 2014 Pew Research Center survey found that 73% of Republicans and 32% of Democrats believe the government can afford to spend much more on assistance programs. The number of families receiving cash through the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families program stood at 1.5 million at the end of 2014. When Brownback signed the bill in April, he defended it by saying the primary focus isn't a handout, but instead to get people back to work. In this economy, good luck, Brownback. <laughs> we were supposed to get these people off of welfare like 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. The, didn't Bill Clinton yes, he end did. welfare? Yeah, no, he didn't. They were First supposed to be off person. in five years. And they otherwise, no, could kicked off and never get any ever again. Yeah, there was, as always stuff in there they didn't tell you about it doesn't include single mothers so single mothers could stay on welfare with their kids forever and they do i know i used to go to their homes in my with my ambulance and uh the generations of people that have never worked a day in their life and it teaches them this artificial stuff teaches them a whole lifestyle that they should never even have it it makes the lifestyle that keeps them where they are under the thumb of the democrat party it i mean they're so indoctrinated and lied to it that they don't even know the, the true history of their own people it was republicans who stood with them not democrats the Southern Blue Dog Democrats, oh no, they started the KKK specifically for Republican, Republican black folk, but Republicans in general, they didn't limit it to the black folk, they also harassed the, the white uh, Republicans as well. Martin Luther King Jr. was a Republican. He would never be a Republican today because this, this party is non-representative of any of us. 
All right, so Brownback thinks uh, Brownback. Uh, he's not the he's not the brightest guy in my opinion. All right, the focus is in hand out people back to work because that's where the real benefit is: getting people off public assistance back into the marketplace with dignity and far more income there than the pittance the government gives them. Does this only count for men again, Brownback? Because it's the women that are on the welfare, not men. The, the men get them pregnant and leave. It's the only way to get. If they stay, they don't get welfare. If and the male doesn't get welfare unless he's just a a child of someone else on welfare. So really, the problem is not men on welfare; it's women. Shannon Kotsaratis, president of the advocacy group Kansas Action for Children told Bloomberg News that Senate lawmaker, uh, state lawmakers acted on anecdotes. They acted on anecdotes? Really? About TANF cars being used on cruise ships and casinos and that the information used to sway lawmakers isn't data-driven. We don't need, we don't need electronic data. We have real-world data. I spent seven years in what they call inner-city uh, I call ghettos. I don't care about cruise ship casinos. We know for a fact that they're used in bars, topless bars, uh, swimming pools, all, all kinds of things because they get swiped and therefore we know because that's how it works. But they don't want anybody else to know, you know? But lawmakers in a growing number of states believe chipping away at a budget shortfall can be done by limiting the amount of government assistance being doled out. In Michiganistan, the state Senate recently passed a bill that would put families on the welfare chopping block if their children are regularly absent from school. The Parental Responsibility Act would give the state the ability to cut off assistance if a child whose parents are receiving assistance is chronically truant. This is chronically a bad idea. This is only driven by people that know nothing about what they're doing. This may run women off welfare. That's about all it's going to do because you don't understand the situation in these inner cities. Ghettos. They have no control over their children. Most of them are afraid of their children. The kid's going to do what it wants to do. The parent is not going to be able to make her because it's as long as they're living in the culture and they don't like to leave the culture when you take them away they just keep the culture you've got to re-educate them in the culture you got to say look this is bad this is good and uh you need to learn how to be a productive member of society starting on this day because after that we're no longer carrying you from that point on you're on your own sink swim die whatever be free until you're not But this is this is this is what I call again. There ought to be a law, and there goes the rubber band. I told you, right? You got the rubber band on your wrist, right? Every time you say there ought to be a law or the government should send that, you know, I'm probably the least person that would ever say think something along those lines. But sometimes I catch myself doing that. Oh, I smack myself good enough. I, I I'm beyond the rubber band stage. I just smack my head on a tree. It usually works. It's called a reboot. Um, 
anyway, uh, so they're going to try and make parents that have no control of their kids have control over their kids. And I, they're going to try because, I mean, you, they can't afford to lose the money. They, they don't know how to work. They've never gone to work. They don't even know how to tr get out of the ghetto, for God's sake. Because if they did, don't you think they would leave? I'm just saying, it's just, you know, like the old days of the hobos, take a stick. <laughs> yeah, a, towel, a, a big napkin, put your stuff in it, tie it up in a little path, stick it on the back of the stick and walk down the road and try and go to the railroad station so you can jump you some, some uh, freight cars. See, back then they knew how to move around. They didn't stay in one place and stay bums forever. They moved. Didn't mean they didn't stay bums forever, but they weren't the one place's problem for long. But I can tell you, I'd put, I'd take a trash bag, I'd throw my stuff in it, throw it over my shoulder, walk out of that place. You, I would never, as you got to be kidding me, I wouldn't put up with my parents when I was 16, for God's sake. Uh, there's no way. I, I would have left just like I did when I was 16. And I'd have walked out of that ghetto, left my family behind, and I would not even have looked back. Other than to reach out and say, come come with me. I'll get you a job. I know somebody. Come on. See, that's the kind of stuff you want. Not, oh, come up here. They're giving free money away. That's how that's how New York got full of people on welfare. Because they didn't have residency requirements. And so they all started moving up from the South to get welfare. We, the people, allowed that government to create the actual situation in the ghettos we are responsible for all that death and disgusting level of living that we put citizens through because oh we think the government should take care of people this is what you get when the government takes care of people and there's the government's not designed to take care of people and we don't need the government to take care of us we can take care of each other just fine but we don't know that anymore We've all been brainwashed ourselves. You don't think we're indoctrinated? We're not as bad as these millennials, but it's gotten worse every generation, and we're on that line. We are worse than the people before. Were. Not so much now. Uh, it's because we keep allowing the government to get more and more power and give more and more of other people's money away. It's got to end. The only way they can have a good outcome is for it to end. Now, that's either going to be by a bloody revolution or by taking back the states, starting with the school board, please, because they've got our children. And I don't want them to be in that child abuse place one second longer than they have to be. They are being destroyed. I'm sorry. I don't care what you have to do. There's a million options for educating your child at home. And you don't have to do the teaching. And you don't have to have a lot of money. Sorry, a couple hundred bucks for kindergarten? Really? You don't, you can't spend a couple hundred bucks in education a year? I think you can. We had someone on us, one of the first companies to do it. They have actual teachers that teach classes. They have actual uh, lesson plans for so you know what they're going to be taught in each grade and by whom. And they teach a classical education, which is what which is what you want. It doesn't sound like it, but it is. It means you you're focused reading, writing, arithmetic, and government. 
That's the core and material that supports any of the book. And of course, they they learn they actually learn how to read, you know, the right way, not the wrong way. It's not bad enough our government created a bunch of dyslexic children by teaching this hold up the word and memorize what that sounds like. That sounds like this. How do you know that sounds like that? Because my teacher told me. It's using your right side of the brain to left side of the brain stuff. And what happens to some kids is it, it, it gets confused in their mind. And then they start seeing letters backwards and out of place. Dyslexia. No, that this is not even a uh, a conspiracy theory. It's just a fact. Uh, one of our guests, the uh, educate, what's it called? Crimes of the Educators. That's it. Excellent book. You should get it. I've I've only sped read portions of it, and it's really well written. It's a good book. People need if they don't know this, people need to read this. He's the and he he. The reason I interviewed him, I got to be honest with you, uh, when I read it, when I read that he's he called public school child abuse like I do, I said, oh, God, that's it, got to have him on. I'm sorry, in our current uh, world we live in here in the United States, he gets a gold star for that. All right, so we're back in Michiganistan with the Parent Responsibility Act. Like, you can legislate people's actions when are you all going to learn that doesn't work it it just absolutely doesn't work it can't happen they, you have to be with them 24 7 to pass a law that makes them do something they don't want to do or not do stuff they do want to do passing laws but means nothing it's too much oh parent responsibility act. yeah it's going to fix everything if the child is younger than 16, the whole family could lose its cash benefits. Good. Well, that'll force them to find some way to make money. Unfortunately, where they live, that's there's only one way, and that's illegal, and that's selling drugs. Yeah, I know. They all think they're doing wonders. Stop social engineering from my government. There is no social engineering in the Constitution, and there is no social engineering in my country uh, it shouldn't be. It's not allowed in my country. And in my mind, and in my state of mind, I will not allow it. We're not just talking the federal government. We're talking states. Your local Everywhere. and state government. Everywhere. But at least when the state screwed up, it only screws up the people in that state. I have no problems with that, because if I was there, I'd move. And that's how it should be. Let all the progs move to some states and all the conservatives move to others. And I let the libertarians decide between where the heck they want to go. I have no idea what they want from time. I don't think people that call themselves libertarians know what libertarianism is, really. I certainly know that the way it's being used now, it, oh, it's, 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 it's libertarian. It's like a catch-all from uh, Libertarian was created because liberals took the term liberal. Progressives took the term liberal. They couldn't call themselves liberals anymore. Liberals were Madison and Jefferson. They were liberals. Yes, they were the Republicans from the Republican Party, but they were original liberals. They've stood for liberty. That's what liberalism used to mean. Not, not anymore. It means all this nonsense you do, social justice. And social justice will never work. Everywhere has been tried. Redistribution of wealth does nothing but redistribute misery. 
It's been tried everywhere, but we're going to do it differently here. Uh, there is no, it's, the, the mindset is no good. If the people allow something like that, just, just the inception of it makes them serfs. All right, so uh, during your session, there's lots of blue states for fiscally driven reasons that were cutting welfare. Liz Schott, a senior fellow at the Liberal Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, a Washington think tank, told Bloomberg News this year's cuts feel more ideological driven. Oh, my God, did you hear that paragraph? That was a whole bunch of commies. <laughs> my goodness. The uh, Liberal Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, progressive. A Washington think tank told Bloomberg News, progressive, this year's cuts feel more ideologically driven. Like news wasn't bad enough, Bloomberg had to come had to make Bloomberg news. <laughs> well, they're not they're not afraid anymore. They're not hiding in the shadows. No, they're not, because they don't think you're gonna do a damn thing to stop them. You better. I'm doing my part as best I can. Y'all on your own, you gotta do this for yourself. Whether it's getting other people to run for office, whether it's helping them get elected to office, whether it's going for off, sitting sitting on office seats for yourself, you know, going on the board, school board, uh, yourself. It's I know we're all busy. I get it, but it, you know, it's your children. It's the future of the nation. It's whether America will continue to exist or not. It's that serious. They want to turn us into everybody else. The, the water again, the two glasses with water. We're, we're the glass that's full. And the third relation is the glass that has like a quarter of a thing of water in it. Okay. Now, what they do, the social justice people, they look at the two of those. They take the glass that's full and they pour it into the glass that's empty. Well, quarter, well three quarters empty until they're equal in water in the glass. Now, of course, this benefits the glass that only had a quarter full. But it did benefit the glass that was full. It lost half of its volume. That's what they want to do to us. We're all going to be in it together. We'll all be struggling together, just like in Cuba, China, and Russia, and oh, Venezuela, and on and on it goes. Well, all I got to say is, someone asked me whether you should buy gold or not. I said, no, if you really want to buy precious metals, buy silver. It's more practical. Silver coins. Because gold's going to be worth too much. And you've got a bunch of gold $20 eagles, you're going to have to be shaving them and weighing them out to try and make, to try and make barter because it's just worth too much. Silver won't be worth as much, and it won't. It doesn't cost as much either right now, which makes it perfect. If you're gonna start, think of silver. Look, this is not a commercial. I'm not telling. I have. I, I just tell you, I'm not giving you a company's name or anything. If you're thinking about that, I I would advise you to think of silver first. And it and it's always a good idea to have things of intrinsic intrinsic value. It, it it'll never not come in handy. If you don't have, you do have. If the, I don't know, if the electric's out, you're not going to be able to buy anything on your credit card, right, or your Bitcoin, because there's no electricity. What do you want? Coins. Or for now, you could be like me and keep some worthless fiat money in your pocket because it's it's worth something for now. Uh, 
And when the power's off, paper still buys. Cash is king when the power's off. All right. Back to the... This year's cuts for more ideologically driven. Of course, this year, because it's black man in office, and we're racists. That's why we're doing this. We're racists. In May, Missouri's Republican legislature overrode a veto by Governor Jay Nixon, a Democrat, to enact a bill that would take away assistance from more than 6,400 children, 2,600 of them below the age of five, his office said in published lines reports. And it would have been the best thing for them. Telling you now, private people and private churches will rise up to the occasion of helping the poor if the government gets out of helping the poor. Look, we had poor before we had this giant unconstitutional nonsense. What happened then? People, you know, helped out their fellow man, you know. Their kid have an apple, you know. Whatever you're all part of, you're all part of a community, and these people are poor. Uh, you know, people are going to take care of them. We, we're the most generous nation in the world. Unfortunately, the government thinks it can be generous as well, and then all they do is play with our money. And of course, it takes a lot of bureaucrats to administer a program. So where does most of the money go? Much like the Clinton Clinton initiative, global initiative. Yeah, it goes into someone's pocket. It doesn't get spent on the the actual charitable work. Well, that you know, there's a lot of people that take advantage of a system that's easy to take advantage of if you know how to do it. Whether it's the poor on one end or the well-to-do on the other, and politically connected on the other end, they they both have their way of playing the system. See, everybody's got to play because there is a system. There's not supposed to be a system. The federal government is not supposed to take your dollars and spend it on anything close to what they're doing. Not for welfare, not for social uh, justice, not for state emergency disaster relief, not from foreign uh, disaster relief and foreign aid. And all of that is unconstitutional. And if we got rid of all that, plus all those useless bureaucracies out there, They'd be sending money back to you because they'd have too much. You don't think, well, if you follow the Constitution, that's the good thing. Even though they have more money, they can't spend it. Constitution doesn't let them. You need to keep it in a reserve in case you have to go to war. And then after that, you still, if you still got more money coming into taxes, then you have to give it back for the people. And I got to do, how about you lower taxes? To the only thing that's constitutional. And this amazes me that Mark Levin thinks that the legal court's mind on this is correct. Why would anybody think the courts are right about anything? I mean, first of all, you hear an occasion I'm supposed to hear in the first place. It's enough said, then we're done, right? Yep. We will be. When we take our state back from the ground up, we will not be dealing with federal... There is no... There is no place to go after the state Supreme Court. There's no federal district court, which is next in line, that trumps as the pellet for the state. There's nothing even close to that in the Constitution. Article 3, Section 2. Uh, You can argue some things about the Supreme Court, 
lawyers usually do that are absolutely erroneous and they don't know, but maybe they don't care. I don't know. They're lawyers. They're life for a living, don't they? You're done with this. You've been on this one article for almost an hour. Okay. Okay. I'm, I, I think I said enough on I welfare. Think you, I think you have. Do it. <laughs> get people off welfare by cut, just kicking them off. They will find something to do, or someone will feed them and help. I'm telling you, they're not just going to die in the streets. It, it will. There will be a little time for the you know the citizenry to react, but they're going to react. People aren't going to. People are not going to let them stop. We are not a racist country. We are not just going to say screw those poor black people in the inner cities. What have we ever said that? For God's sake, you're taking our money, giving it to them. I don't see a, I don't see us uprising over it. I don't see us tearing the government down because they're giving our money away to those horrible black people. No, we don't want to hurt the black people anymore. They want to hurt us. We want to hurt them. So it's a up down. In conclusion, whatever you say, <laughs> it's a giant mess. But if you want to try and label it. <laughs> By all means, let's just make it a uh, catch-all. It just must be an up-down, right? Because it's only an up and a down, so it's safe to say it's an up-down, right? <laughs> this one's down from the Associated Press. Social Security overpaid nearly half the people receiving disability benefits over the past decade, according to a government watchdog raising questions about the management of the cash track program. This is not the problem. This is a symptom. It's not the problem. This problem is it's in the first word of the program, which is social, as in socialist. Not allowed by the Constitution, but done anyway. And we're overpaying them, but I don't care. You wonder why? Because really, uh, other than some people on disability that aren't really disabled, those people need to, we need to have a way of getting them off. People that are, are are on Social Security disability get overpaid. It can't possibly be overpaid because last time I checked my paycheck, you were stealing money from me without my permission. So they have paid into their disability. I have paid into their disability. And I, if someone's truly disabled, can't work, and then this program exists, then leave them alone. They're, let's not deal with the people that are healthy and should have a job that are just living completely off the government, which means off of us. They always do this to us to make them think they're serious about how they spend our money. This whole program is unconstitutional, and we cannot afford it anymore. It's over. You won't. You won't know it's over till your grandma's kicked over the cliff by the progressives. That's what grandma has to worry about. These idiots doing things wrong, taking pe money out of people's pockets instead of letting. Uh, letting the understanding of, of previous generation parents explaining about saving money and putting money away for the future and have a rainy day fund, uh, medical, have medical search, catastrophic medical insurance if you can, put money away for medical bills. These are things we, are not, we weren't taught because we were brought up on unions, pensions, and the government. Well, I grew up, I was reared on that, like mother's milk. Uh, I know liberals. I was one. I lived amongst them in Long Island, New York. My family, most of them, are still liberals. I know. Sadly, they're of the age now that it's too late, and they're just, as Win Churchill said, dumb. <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not liberal when you're young, you have no heart. If you're 
not a if you're not a conservative by the age of 40 you have no brain and actually i'd say 30 and for me it was like 20 something but that's another story it's hard work it's hard being a wash in new york city and uh and New York and all that, everything that is, because it's all demon crat run. And then, you know, you leave and you start realizing there's a, there's a whole lot more to the world than that nonsense they're spewing at you in New York, in New York City. All right, so uh, we're, we're stuck at this program, it seems, because nobody's going to do anything about it. We're going to go bankrupt sooner or later unless we do something. And when we do, it's not going to be like you went to bankruptcy court. This is going to be complete anarchy and chaos. Not good. People are going to die. People are going to be raped. Things are going to be looted. Things burned down. You know those riots in the black neighborhoods that you see very little of, but it's happening. That's going to happen everywhere. By everyone, not just black people. White people, too. Except in those places where we all have guns. I'm willing to bet we're not going to have that big a problem as they do everywhere else. I mean, when you think about it, if I go through that door, it's likely the person on the other side has a gun. You think... You might not go through the door. Well, let me help you out. Criminals are mostly cowards. They're not going to go through that door. They always pick victims. They never pick someone that's going to fight them. Sometimes they make a mistake, and what looks like a victim isn't, but that's it. They're pretty good at picking you all out. So, Social Security overpaid uh, beneficiaries nearly $17 billion, according to a 10-year study by the agency's inspector general. They are letting more. They are letting almost this much go across the border by not forcing IRS tax code. The legal aliens are ripping us off. They're claiming kids that live in Mexico as dependents, and they're getting money back that they never sent in. In some places, like they've got thirty people living in a house, and the IRS is clueless that this might be fraud. Thirty people living at the same residential address. It's not an apartment building. It it's amazing, and some of them just call some of them call females that aren't even related to us, and they put them up as dependents. Some list them in family members in Mexico, and they always like seven kids, ten kids, you know. So they get these nice paychecks from the government, two thousand dollars, your money, right to them. Here you go per kid. But they when they were asked about it, they said they were too busy. To look into that. If those if they were white people, would the IRS be too busy to look into the fact that we're committing fraud? I don't think so, ladies and gentlemen. There is a double standard. Anybody that claims there isn't is either a moron or a bald-faced liar. And either way, hand them the sign and walk away. Anyway, we're going to take a nice little break here. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. We are the socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. 
Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 That's 800-764-9168. If you are successful at what you do, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a business owner, or you have a great career, you understand the concept of protecting yourself. Well, are you protecting yourself, your family, and your assets with quality term life insurance? Consider these possible rates. A man age 45, non-tobacco user, could obtain $1 million of coverage for as little as $75 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 10 years. We specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. A man age 50, non-tobacco user, may be able to obtain $500,000 of coverage for as little as $115 a month. And this rate is fixed for the next 20 years. We have great rates for smokers, too. Call the Term Lifeline now. 800-430-1891 If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments listen carefully to this urgent alert Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. All right, Social Security, bad. Government, bad. Move along. (laughs) I think we're going to get through the ups and downs today. (laughs) My goodness, it's an hour and a half into the show. We're halfway done. All right, another up-down from CNSnews.com. Senator Mike Lee, Republican Utah was joined by religious freedom advocates at the press conference on Wednesday 
to announce legislation he is introducing in Congress to protect religious individuals and institutions from government infringement on religious expression, particularly in the wake of what could be the Supreme Court ruling that homosexuals have a constitutional right to marry. Uh, let me see. Nobody has a constitutional right to marry. There's nothing about marriage in the Constitution. Don't be silly. <laughs> we should keep the government out of marriage. That's my opinion. It's screwed up enough. You know, homosexuals don't know what they're asking for. They don't want this. They don't want this aggravation. Marriage? They didn't, they didn't. I haven't seen one that lasted. All the ones that, you know, that got married in the big political thing, took all the pictures. They've all gone out and got divorces. Well, look, all right, let's do So something. they were just trying to make a point. Some they're just trying to ruin the institution of marriage. Well, it's their some, goal. Some of the famous ones, like David Bowie was a homosexual. Then he wasn't. Then he was. So he got divorced a man, divorced a woman, and I don't even know what hell to do now. Same with Elton He's John. Omnisexual. <laughs> Same with Elton John. Divorced a man, divorced a woman, divorced a man. Here's an idea. <laughs> Maybe they're confused. I'll just say, uh, homosexuality. You're not homosexual. I've had too many people tell me that's a lie. That it, a lot of them were molested when they were children. Uh, other and and other problems. All of them had severe mental issues. Uh, I'm just, I don't care. They've existed throughout the history, and yet they've never got married. And But now it's their unalienable right to get married? There is no constitutional right. It, they didn't pass a law giving them power to get married. I, I'm confused where they're finding this power to get married. You don't even have a right to be married. It's not a constitutional right. The federal government has nothing to do with it. State government shouldn't either. They do, but they shouldn't. We should just give it back to the churches where it belongs. And then we would have less of a divorce rate. That, well, we did before. And if we put, do it again, I'm pretty sure it'll be less than it is now. But that'll never happen because their goal is to destroy the institute of marriage. That's why you're confused why the government does this but doesn't do that. It's because they want what's happening to happen. They don't want to stop it. That's one of the planks of the Communist Manifesto, break up the family unit. They've been doing a great job of it. More than 50% of marriages end in divorce. Kids taken away from their fathers. Kids taken away from their family in general and put into the system. Then there's the indoctrination centers that we all drop them off to. Oh, I didn't. Even even back then, I knew nothing about politics, but I knew my kid was not going to go on no ADD drug in kindergarten. All right, so the threat that worries me most is the infringement on religious liberty by our own government, Samuel Oliver, president of Baptist Union University, said at the press conference. Our views about human sexuality and religious liberty are deeply rooted in biblical revelation and thousands of years of Judeo-Christian tradition, mostly Jewish. Senator Lee explained at the press conference that he introduced the Marriage and Religious Freedom Act last year and would reintroduce a similar bill this session ahead of the high court's ruling on Obergefell v. Hodges, expected by the end of the month. Again, Senator Lee, wait a minute, this is Mike Lee? 
the Tea Party guy? Where in the Constitution does it give the government the power over marriage? I don't care what's after their name, and I don't care if they claim to be a constitutionalist. What, what the hell not? This is a constitution. Just nothing about marriage at all. But I have to tell you this. There is something about state records. It's called the Article 4, I believe. Full Faith and Credit Act. Clause, sorry. It, they, it, what the, that clause says is all states must recognize the official records of every other state. If marriage is an official record, it is. You file it at the courthouse, right? It goes into the official records there at the courthouse. Then if if you allow marriage in one state, every state has to recognize that marriage. It's right there. And don't listen to people that try and go past that point and they read the last end of it and they go, but this is this. And this means they can pass. No, it doesn't. That was intended as an enforcement part of the clause. Not a get-out-of-jail-free card. That, that was something to say, if you don't do this, then we can act on you. It's, see, it's, it's the enforcement part. You have to follow every record of every other state. If it's an official record, you have to do it. And if some state starts abusing that, then it's time to amend the Constitution again. But until, the, until we start following it, there's no sense talking about amending it, right? More a convention of the states solve at this point. More words to something this government doesn't listen to? Come on, let's have be let's have be juvenile about this. We all know it's gonna come down to a standoff sooner or later. Trust me, my way will be the preferred way. Think about it. You wanna stand with your whole state, with your national guard, with your police and sheriffs, your fellow citizens, citizens from other countries against the national government, or you wanna stand there by yourself? All right, Senator Lee, my goodness. He, you know, every time I say, this guy sounds pretty good, they always screw up. We have to have a guarantee by the government to the American people, to churches, to religious and non-religious people alike, saying that the government won't penalize any religious institution or any religious individual based on a religious belief that that individual institution believes that marriage is an institution between a man and a woman, Lisa. If you don't put that last sentence in there, the whole rest of that is scary as hell. Are you out of your mind? What, you do know you idiots consider Islam a religion, right? So they can't be penalized for doing anything in that religion, too, chopping people's heads off, killing their female uh, daughters, on and on and on. Right? You, it's, in the, it's in their religion. They're just following what they believe their religion. See why you don't do nonsensical things like this? This is not, you cannot legislate this. Again, stop trying to legislate behavior. Social engineering has officially failed for both sides. Well, not to them. They've got our kids pretty well in hand. Well, we certainly failed. Miserably. Hey, I don't understand why people don't want to admit that. Like, we're all mad at the millennials, and I am too, but you know what? Who made them? We did. Who dropped them off at the indoctrination centers, wondering what the heck they're doing coming out indoctrinated? Who's the one that encouraged them to go double down on indoctrination and go to college? It wasn't, they didn't live in a vacuum. They had parents that didn't advise them right. 
and should never have done that to. We should never allow our children to be abused like this. It is our fault. As much as I, I do gripe about the millennials because they're ridiculous, it's I still understand it's partly my fault. And and I'm kind of mad at I think I'm mad because I'm mad at myself. And I I want these kids to understand that what they're buying into is 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 enslavement. But they've been taught not to listen to us because we don't understand anything. We're old and stupid. And you know this this goal was stated in 1826 by the then head of the teachers association. That's exactly what the goal was, not to educate the children, but to do just what I said. And now they haven't gone far enough. They're going all the way now. We better stop them. All right. Uh, well, we have to guarantee that anybody can guarantee. Look, the only thing the government's supposed to protect is our unalienable rights. There is no unalienable right to be married. There's no unalienable right to have a friend, family, pets, none of it. Remember, I always say, if you want to know what an unalienable right is, imagine yourself standing on the planet Earth in a field. There's no other people. There's no clothes, no shelter, nothing. Just you standing in a field. Everything you have and that you can do right then and there is your right, unalienable right. If it requires someone else to be involved, it's not an unalienable right. That's the simplest way I can explain it. Use the imagery, it works. All right, um, we need to draw the lines around the power of government. Lines that are to protect the people from the overpowering influence of government. We did, it was the Constitution. You people should learn it, Brownback. An overpowering infidel state can, from time to time, trample on religious freedom, he said. Yeah, well, I don't know. We got freedom to bear arms just to stop that from happening. We need to draw lines. No, we need to draw lines around you. We just need to have a book-burning party for all those so-called laws up there. Because they're all gone. The minute we take our state back, gone. No more unconstitutional nonsense. I pray for it all the time because things are horrible. Lee cited the exchange between Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia and Solicitor General Doug Donald B. Verrilli Jr. during oral arguments on the same-sex marriage case in April. Scalia asked Verrilli whether he was concerned if the High Court ruled in favor of homosexual marriage that the government would penalize institutions such as religiously affiliated educational institutions by revoking their tax-exempt status or other federal benefits. The response from Borelli was troubling to say the very least, Lee said. He responded by saying, I don't deny that. I don't deny that, Justice Alito, Lee said. It's going to be an issue. Homosexual marriage doesn't, doesn't bother me at all. I don't really care. But I know the reason they're doing it, and it's not because they love each other. It's just because they want to show that they're just as good as we are. I hate to break it to you, just not. That doesn't mean I don't care about you, but 
You're broken. Why else would you do what you do? It's unnatural. Nature, it happens in nature, but it's not the norm. It's unnatural because the idea is sex leads to procreation, leads to having children. And in fact, the Bible, the whole pleasure yourself thing is not allowed. I didn't know if you knew that. Uh, I don't understand how we've let this get this far. I don't see, I don't understand how we've even polluted churches into, into having homosexuals, clergy homosexuals. Who, I'm sorry, who are you people that go to these churches that defy scripture? You do realize that's not a place of God. You may think that's all lovey-dovey and stuff, but God doesn't have exceptions to his laws. He doesn't care how nice the person is other than their sin. It's his, it's their sin that keeps them away from him. And until they sin no more, they can never be with him. And that's just as simple as that. That just boils all that stuff down. All my years of reading the Torah, the Bible, and... You don't want to know. Uh, unfortunately, I studied Islam as well. F frightening. Unbelievably frightening studying Islam. Uh, it, I, knew, I knew right away it was evil. And I had already studied Satanism. I wanted to know what it was about. It's really not a lot. They're, both, they're mostly a bunch of dorks and running around in costume. Uh, there's nothing serious about it. And they, and they don't do anything to anybody. I mean... Yeah, when's the last time a, a Satan worshiper blew himself up? No, it's Allah, right? They always scream Allah before they blow themselves up. You wonder why? Because, as I said, that's Lucifer. All right, moving along to another down. I didn't quite see the up on the last one. There's no doubt that Spy, the new James Bond spoof starring comedian Melissa McCarthy, uh, is laugh out loud funny. Oh, now we're going to do LOL in our regular news stuff, too, right? Well, I got to stop you right there. Who laughs out loud funny? Who does you, that? Who writes yeah. that down? Is laugh out loud funny? You don't know who Melissa McCarthy is. I have no clue who Melissa McCarthy is. She is Molly. She's a stand-up comedian? She's Molly from Mike and Molly. That's what I said. She's a stand-up comedian. She's not funny. No, she's a, a comedian. Well, she wasn't a stand-up, and now she's a comedian actress. All the all her movies she stars in the, are comedy. The movie sucked. I don't, it was only one movie I knew of. The last one, she's a fat cop. Well, this is the horrible one. movie. This is the newest one she's in. I hope it's well. It's James Bond, right? It's a spoof. Oh, it's just a spoof. Yeah, it's probably going to be stupid beyond belief. All the spoofs are. Have you seen like Scare? It's, Scare is a spoof on Scary I Movie. I, I don't. I don't get it. It's like it's not even funny. I know, but this is even more disturbing as you read it because this movie is actually disgusting. I still think uh, using LOL in, in the normal language is wrong. I heard a person say that. I LOL'd. What? <laughs> or LOL, that's funny. I'm serious. These people did it. So never, oh, never mind. Anyway, James Bond, spoof. What I do question, however, is whether continuing to make body juvenile R-rated comedies are really a good move for the well-known actors. One observation in particular at my local theater illustrates my skepticism. 
This movie was funny. The folks in the theater were laughing. We were, for the most part, having a good time. And if you, as a movie maker or a movie star, leave your audiences with the impression that they had a good time at your movie, odds all they'll want to return for your next one. It's just good branding. But, whatever happened to however? Why do we always use but now? I like however. I don't know, it sounds better. When the movie was over, when the laughs stopped coming, I took a look at the faces of the people in my theater. Were they smiling, patting one another on the back, nodding and laughing, and anxious to see another McCarthy movie? No. They used that as a paragraph. Just want to point that out. This, you know what? I think, you know what's happening? The internet is leaking into all our, all people's writing. Like, you, you want to say it like it's a script, like you do, it's a blog post, somewhere you emphasize no by putting it out there in the middle of nowhere. And so I think that's what's happening. Our culture, our writing is getting, our language is being infected by the internet. Despite the laughs, the physical comedy, the action, the occasional moments of clever writing, despite all the ingredients that could have made Spy a comedy classic, the movie was also filled with ceaseless, senseless profanity, adolescent sex jokes, and startling gore. Despite being completely and sufficiently funny on the basis of its script and characters alone, Spy still couldn't resist going for the cheap laughs with the base junior high gutter talk so instead of my local theater emptying into the lobby with laughs and smiles the audience merely stared at their feet got up and threw the empty popcorn tubs away we didn't look into one another's eyes with that aren't you glad we were here to experience this together people do that i don't know i haven't been in the theaters for a long time but remember the last time i looked I had a picture of a movie theater. They were in lounge chairs. Remember I showed that to yes. you? <laughs> like, this is a movie theater? That, no, no, not la outside lounge chairs. She's talking about armchairs. <laughs> Those big comfy, comfy leather thing. things yeah. with the feet up. It's a recliner. With the holding cup. They had one for the popcorn and the candy. And the other one. For, I, was like, <laughs> I don't know where that theater is. <laughs> no. I never grew up with that. No. Sticky floors. Yeah. yeah sort of the... <laughs> I was like, what the hell? I don't know what that... It's like they sprayed soda all over the place <laughs> before you went in there. It was just sticky. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is horrible. The people just left. Explain to me why an audience that just spent an hour and a half laughing isn't happy when the movie credits roll. I'd argue it's because despite the funny, most moviegoers don't actually enjoy bathing in filth. Yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. Spy, rated R, contains just over 200 obscenities and profanities, at least 88 of which were F-bombs. Well, that's just an average day in New York. The movie contains dozens of lewd jokes and references, groping, kissing, a simulated no-nudity scene but obvious movement scene of oral sex, and briefly flash photos of a bare penis. There's various shots of tight dresses, cleavage, and few kisses, a joke is made about a middle-aged woman looking like someone's homophobic aunt. And with that, we have to go. This is our cooperative radio show. I'm your host, Brian Botter from uncooperativeblogger.com. No? Commercial? Oh, oh, good. It's a commercial break. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back.
You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Jeremiah was my pastor. He was a good friend of mine. I said I never heard a single nasty word he said, and I hope you'd believe that line. I had the audacity of hope that you'd believe that line. Now I'm saying, Reverend Wright was wrong. Jeremiah's gone now. He sleeps with the fishes in the deep blue sea. And he didn't speak for me. She'll be all right for a while. For a while, she can smile until Barack comes back and she goes on the attack and it doesn't work. Oh, hell! You know I taught her well. You couldn't tell that she fakes crying over. restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots. Common sense. Conservative talk radio. It's on the internet. Tune in now. Red State Talk Radio. Featuring some of the most popular internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com but I have an uncomfortable feeling that this prosperity isn't something on which we can base our hopes for the future. No nation in history has ever survived a tax burden that reached a third of its national income. Today, 37 cents out of every dollar earned in this country is the tax collector's share. And yet our government continues to spend $17 million a day more than the government takes in. We haven't balanced our budget 28 out of the last 34 years. We've raised our debt limit three times in the last 12 months. And now our national debt is one and a half times bigger than all the combined debts of all the nations of the world. We have $15 billion in gold in our treasury. We don't own an ounce. Foreign dollar claims are $27.3 billion. And we've just had announced that the dollar of 1939 will now purchase 45 cents in its total value.
Do you use Viagra or Cialis? Have you been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? What if we could promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for Viagra, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call 800-764-9168 and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for Viagra. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in an unmarked package. Call us right now, 800 764 9168 800-764-9168 that's 800-764-9168 okay and welcome back Radio show. So she's in a disgusting movie. Disgusting, disgusting. Don't watch it. Don't see it. Move along. Uh, that would be two movies in a row, as far as I'm concerned. That was disgusting. Her first one with the cop, that was disgusting. It wasn't funny. I guess we don't, you don't want to see Molly anywhere except for Mike and Molly. Hey, some people could do TV. No, no, they can't no. translate the movies. Right now, go back. You have to. You have to finish what's in this movie so that people. Well, he actually, he actually in this article, he did this as a you know a um, caution uh, for people that are going to go see this, thinking that they can bring their kids. Okay, so bathing in filth wasn't enough for my listeners to know that they don't want to watch it. <laughs> I got to go on. Well, you finished with the someone's homo- homophobic. This is aunt. the next thing. No, yeah. you did the homophobic app. That was the last one. Oh, the movie contains several scenes of strong violence, including physical combat, knife play, gunfight, shooting, killing, car crashes, and so forth. Some graphic gore and bloodshed is evident. In one particular gruesome scene, a man dies as his neck dissolves into goo from drinking a form of acid or poison. The film has no specific religious or occult content, but does have a briefly spoken casual prayer. Oh God, what have I done? And a memorial service, which during which is said, the universe has a plan for each human life. The universe doesn't think. <laughs> the universe's plan is to just be the universe. That's silly. You know, and it's so no good reason, including <laughs> uh, getting away, getting uh, rid of God, even though atheists are like a sub minus subculture. Of 1% of the populace or something like that call themselves atheists. Yet you to hear them talk, you'd swear there's like millions of them. Hundreds of millions of them. Well, we've been, we always report on this show when I find really good moral movies. And the, there's more and more of them, including Christian-based movies. So I guess I just had to bring out a disgusting one. Because I actually like this actress. Well, on Mike Molly anyway. By the way, like I said, watch Mike Molly. Don't watch her movie actors. She doesn't look. She wants to be. She wants to be a movie star for some reason. While at the same time, all the movie stars are going to work on television. She's heading in the opposite direction. 
Isn't she notice? You don't. You want to be in television, not movies. The money's in television. And besides, if that's the kind of movies you want to make, we don't want to watch them. We. I mean, we got people like Michael Moore talking all the time. That's enough. We we don't need a movie about it. Uh, oh, by the way, this is the right way to spell Looney Tunes. I did it right. Yes. Okay, I'll have to remember that. I don't think there's a wrong way, frankly. <laughs> I don't. As long as it's phonetically possible, it works. <laughs> All right, so she's got a button to push. So I push do. the button. It's almost imperceptible the way they gain their ground. They'll steal an inch just to take a mile. Every time you turn around They assassinate our liberties And cause me sleepless nights Every time they pass another firearms law They assault my bill of rights As they plead for public safety And they press on towards their goal I say the Brady Bill is a stab in the back In the fight for gun control Cause I'm a fight to Alive freedom in the Bill of Rights native on American Who's gonna rise and take a stand Draw a line in the sand Hold the line till kingdom come So if they ever try to legislate Send the troops to confiscate Before the dirty deed gets done Somebody's blood on down the street Might run If they ever try to come And take my gun No, they better never try to come Okay, thank you. Call Clang Clang with the K.com. And of course, that means it's time for the Second Amendment report. And I want to thank um, Shanklin, Paul Shanklin, for all of the parodies that you heard on the last break. The Second Amendment report. <clears throat> From CNSNews.com, by a voice vote on Wednesday, the House passed Representative Diane Black's Republican Tennessee. Amendment to stop the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearm, and Explosives, of which they erroneously now say put a little thing around saying ATF. No, B-A-T-F-E, what the heck? From requiring Americans to disclose their race and ethnicity when buying a firearm from a federally licensed dealer. Prior to the House vote, Representative Black urged their colleagues to support her amendment in a speech on the House floor. I don't know. I always, I never check off Caucasian. I, I always check off other. When, on those forms when I was buying guns. What are you, an alien from space? <laughs> no. Is that other? <laughs> I'm just, I'm a human. That's my race. Uh, I know there's a difference between the races anthropologically and physically, uh, DNA, etc. But neither here nor there. So, <clears throat> the, our, my, one of my least favorite places, the VATFE, I went to war with them too. I had to sick my elected cockroach on them. They wouldn't get, they wouldn't send me an FFL license application. I, I kept s- s- sending them the information. They kept not giving me the information back. And so I finally got frustrated and I called my elected cockroach and told them what was going on. I said, look, I've been trying to get an FFL license application in for over six months and these people just keep, Giving me the runaround. They, well, how hard is it to send out a packet so I can file for my FFL? 
He's like, really? I had to give him all the data. He went and yelled at them, and I, he didn't call me back, but it ended up in my mailbox. That's all I know. He must have scared them somehow. Yeah, but we didn't go for it. No, because they changed all the rules to make it impossible to do out of your house again. You have to have regular business hours. You have to have it in a, in a separate building or an adjoining room with an outside door, uh, <laughs> separate from the house. And on and on it goes. Don't forget the safe you have to have for holding the guns when they order them for somebody. You look again, they make sure that poor people can't do anything. Well, and that's a really good point because my friend Deb, they wanted to do this and they had all everything that they said they needed, you know, for doing it out of their house. But then what did they do? Change the, the rules. The banks can't take their money. Oh, now, no, none, not even the le- not even the stores. Yep, because they're trying to take our guns away through the back door. So now she can't even have another business, even though she complied with the first rules, because the bureaucrats are our kings and queens. Well, what they do is just keep making it harder and harder for poor people to do anything. If you don't have enough money to file for the application, blah, 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 then you can't do it. But well, that, that, gets, that does the opposite of what they claim they do. It stops poor people from getting ahead. Well, and that's what you're saying is true. She complied with the first rules. So then they said, you know what? These people are, are, are getting around us stopping them from having guns and having businesses. We need another rule. Right. I, I was just going to do it for my gun club. I, I was going to, you know, just give them the guns as it costs. You know, because I, I would get wholesale pricing as kind of a, you know, as a public service. I know people that hate guns can't believe I just said it was a, I was trying to be a public service by selling guns. But yes, I was. I believe an armed society is a polite society. I know for a fact if these inner cities, everybody was armed, it would never have gotten this bad. Never. There'd be some killing in the beginning, but believe me, that would stop. Because, you know. You kill all the idiots off that are stupid enough to get into gunfights. They can't procreate either. Bonus! All right, from prior to the House vote, Representative Black urged her colleagues, is, is there a Representative White? I'm just saying, I want, I want to be fair balanced. Is there a Representative White? If we have a Representative Black. Think about it. Prior to the House vote, Representative Black urged her colleagues to support her amendment in a speech on the House floor. Quote, our founding fathers did not mince words when they authored the Second Amendment to our Constitution. They spoke plainly and with conviction, writing that the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Right. Wow. Someone finally got the most important part of the Second Amendment. Too many people talk about this militia thing. If it's a, a organized militia, unorganized militia, it's not. That's not the point of the the law. The law says, in order to have those things, it states before this line, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. In other words, that can only happen if the people's right to keep and bear arms are left alone. That's why the only important part. If you want to know who the rights belong to, it says it. The right of the people. Does it say the right of the militia? Think. Does it, it does. It says the right of the people. It used militia previously, and they love to hang on just that part with the militia. No, the important part is the end. In order for there to be an organized militia, 
well-trained, blah, 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 can be called up in defensive nation, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Because this is what we found even in World War One and World War Two. This the the people from out west, the people down southeast, uh that you call rednecks, when they got into the you know, into the military, they already know how to shoot. They would eat it, they used to shoot their food. So uh they were the only good shots in the whole military. Mostly everybody else just put lead downfield. Uh, they loved the Southerners and the Westerners because they know how to shoot. You want one round, one dead guy. <laughs> so it's like dead, dead. Meanwhile, every round's going miss, 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 miss. Oh, you hit one. No, seriously. Uh, and they realized how important it was that we have the right to keep bare arms. Then they've written this down. That because of that, if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have had those. And we might not have been so successful in defeating our enemy. Something to think about. So, you know, you're comfortable taking your guns away from your fellow honest citizens, because that's the only people you are taking away from. Also understand that when you want to send somebody to war, they won't know how to shoot a gun. Well, they only have like two months to teach someone how to be deadly with a firearm that takes years to learn. It doesn't work. They learned the basis of operating the firearm, squeezing the trigger, and kind of with the sights. And, but, you know, mostly they just miss. And that's what they were saying. The people have to have this. Not not only for hunting for food. Not only for protection of self. Not only for protection of family. Not only from protection of property. But in defense of our nation. And... Or to deal with a tyrannical government. They don't like that one, you know. Unfortunately, this administration has always seen it that way. Recently, President Caesar Barack Obama's Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives enacted a quiet change to its Form 4473, a mandatory document for most gun transactions that requires Americans to disclose their race and ethnicity in order to complete the sale. I don't remember end ethnicity. I, I just remembered maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't on 4473. It's been a long time since I filled that out. That could be conflating it with a billion other government documents that have been shoved in my face about the whole checkboxing. I hate checkboxes. They're just that's just a way to divide us, ladies and gentlemen. You don't want. I know you want the check boxes because that means you're going to get the job. If you didn't check that, you weren't going to get the job. So you're going to get it based on your sex or race or now who knows? LGBTQs might take over, uh, and pedophiles and uh, polygamists and uh, what are the ones that? Oh, the bestiality people. Who would do that to their pet? What's more, failure to collect this information is considered an ATF, BATFE violation that could result in government penalties for the gun dealer, Black said, by placing an extra burden of complexity between the law-abiding citizen and the right to own a firearm. I believe this intrusive reporting requirement sets up a direct challenge to the Second Amendment rights enshrined in our Constitution, not to mention the right to privacy. Thank you. I was going to say Fourth Amendment, please. <clears throat> Why do I have to answer these questions to buy a firearm? 
You know, before Kennedy was assassinated, you can order guns mail order. But you, know, you think because they changed the law, that's the only reason that the president has been su successfully uh, assassinated? Are you kidding me? You've been watching the, these shooters killing kids in school going on? They, they're there. The guns are there. Why aren't they doing it? I, I, the whole notion that I have to pass a background check before, I know you think that I'm being a little too radical now, but bear with me. Do I have an unalienable right to keep a bear arms? That means God given, endowed by my creator, not the government, not you, but our creator. How can you take that away from me? You can't. It's inalienable. I cannot be separated from it. That's what unalienable means as opposed to inalienable. So it's a right that I can never lose. I, you know, but you do. Oh, but you don't want ex-felons buying. Why not? What difference does it make? If they want to get a gun, though, they know where to go and get illegal guns. And nobody wants to buy illegal guns to go commit crimes with. Because you don't want it being traced back to you in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so I, I'm like, I wouldn't care if it was. Look, at least if they paid money for the gun before they committed the robbery, they contributed something to the economy. I'm just saying, when you back, the black market stuff doesn't help us out. People are going to do what people are going to do. If they have to do it with a butcher knife, a cleaver, a chainsaw, a machete, a gun, an explosive, when they want to do harm, they're going to find a way to do it. So let's just figure out a way to not piss off the whole universe of people on our citizenry so they don't all want to kill the government. The people in it, of course. The government is made up of people. Well, like the cockroaches and a bunch of bureaucrats. The fact is, this article says color, government should be colorblind on all of our rights. And sex blind. Yes, absolutely. A citizen is a citizen is a citizen. Whether it's the freedom of speech, freedom of religion, or the right to keep and bear arms. I agree. I do not have a conflict with what I just said in Islam. Islam is not a religion. It is a theocracy. It's a religious government. The article says, That is why my amendment states that the government cannot require gun buyers to disclose their race or ethnicity at a point of sale. It's really that simple. Gun ownership is not a special privilege reserved for a select few, Congressman Black emphasized, in an April 23rd op-ed. It is a constitutionally protected freedom to which the government should be completely colorblind. No citizen should have to play 20 questions with the Uncle Sam just to access this basic right. Nor should we pay for our own background checks. But we do. I'm sorry, did it say in the Second Amendment that you had that right unless you were a convicted felon? Eh, I don't think so. Does it say unless you're white? I don't think so. I'm just saying, it's a universal right. 
It did not need to be added to... The Bill of Rights was unnecessary. Nowhere in the Constitution previously was it allowed to do any of that. And as a matter of fact, it's opened Pandora's box, because now a court that's supposed to have no power at all has all this power where they just keep telling us what the Constitution means, and I said, don't worry about it, just listen to me, and trust me, I know what it means. You, No, they don't. Or they do, and they don't care. Uh, all right, the ATF quietly implemented the race and ethnicity requirement on its form 4473 back in 2012, but admitted it has been collecting such information on gun owners since 1968. Retailers currently face stiff penalties if the race and ethnicity section on the updated application is not filled out. Since leaving any part of the forms blank is an ATF violation that could result in the loss of their license to sell firearms. ATF spokesman Corey Ray told The Hill that racial and ethical data could be helpful when tracing firearms used in crimes. No, it isn't. How, why is it helpful whether a black person or a white person or a brown person buys it? What difference does it make? But Black said the explanation directly contradicts the agency's claim last year when it assured Americans that it has never compiled or maintained race information in any database. She responded by asking, why does it make a difference what my race is, as long as I am a law-abiding citizen? The American Civil Liberties Union also noted that there is nothing that supported the reporting requirement in either the ATF or the OMB's Office of Management and Budget website links addressing the change in policy. The OMB guidance merely describes what categories of race should look like if the information is collected, the ACL pointed out. The American Communist Liberation Union. Yay. All I gotta say is they've been dividing us my whole life. And they've got a whole bunch of people living off us that believe that we want to keep them down and that we're the cause of all their pain and suffering. Why would anyone think that people that pay taxes want people to be on welfare? Once I made them think through that, they realized how stupid they sound when I was talking to them back in my days in the ghetto. But... Uh, before that, they never even thought of it. They accepted this uh, white man, hating black man, want to keep him down, racism in America, and not as a minority, but as a majority of the white people. And I, I explained to them, look, we don't even think about black people unless you are in the news or you're shoving a gun in our face. We don't, we don't want you on welfare. That's living off us. We want you to be productive, get a job, make money, have all the same fun we have. We don't want to keep that from you. It isn't in our best interest to keep it from you because now we have to take money and send it to that thing, which washes it and gives 10% out to you. We want you to get a job so we can put that money back in my pocket. So I can buy some pudding. Anyway, from Fox News, a Texas college professor claims a coming law that would that would allowing... Man, they're getting worse, Susan. I mean, I can't get through one article without... It's not English. You know, it's funny because I've just finished writing more articles, and I have to proofread it 
at least three or four times because every time, like even after the second time, I find something. So then I go back the third time. I find something else. <laughs> That's why people that write don't use themselves because your brain puts in what your brain thinks needs to be there, even if it's not there. That's that's why you start missing things and you got hold. You go back over it, you start catching more, but you go back over, you start catching more. You just need to hand it to someone that doesn't know the story, and I'll catch it. But again, where are the editors that is supposed to catch this stuff before they're printed? There's no more professionalism in in journalism anymore. They're just a bunch of political hacks. A Texas college professor claims a coming law that would allow that would allow licensed handgun owners to carry firearms on campuses will cause grades to shoot up. Okay, now first stop. of all, wait a minute. They're not doing heroin. Okay, no, they're gonna no. shoot up. No. Well, no. well, if their grades shoot up, that's a good thing, right? They'll get more. They'll get better grades. But this again. Why would they get better grades? Even though this is Fox News, when I read the headline, to me it was like, well, because of. Uh, you're saying the grades are going to go up because I have more confidence. They don't have to be afraid anymore. That's what the title is leading you to believe. I think no, she's a commie. shooting up the grades. I... No, no, wait. She's a commie. Oh. A serious commie. I said, you've got to be kidding me, Fox. You couldn't put a better headline on this? This is Newsweek. Huh? That's why. This is Newsweek. It says Fox. Okay. In a recent opinion published in Newsweek, Jessica Gullion, an assistant professor of sociology... At the Texas Women's University, warns that allowing students to pack heat in the classroom could could add a scary dimension to those after-class discussion about grades. Yes, wow. they're going to pull a gun out on the teacher. I'm going to shoot you if you don't give me a better grade. Wow. Yeah, that's because that's how all human beings are. They're just pieces of crap that want to use anything they can to get over on everybody else. I mean, she's got so much going wrong for her. She's a sociology teacher. She's at a woman's yeah, sociology, birthday. socialism. <laughs> there you go. Social, social, social. If you see the word social in it, it's socialism, and it's not. And it's illegal. That's just a fact. All right. So, assistant professor of sociology. At a woman's university, no less. I mean, it just piles on, doesn't it? Quote, will we should see a new sort of grade inflation with students earning a 4.0 GPA with their firepower rather than their brain power, Gillian wrote? This is a prime example why you shouldn't be around children because you're too stupid to realize how idiotic what you just said is. That you could actually believe this nonsense you're spewing. You shouldn't. You, there's your sign. Don't let him near children. Strange people get away from children. Gulian recounted being intimidated by one student angry about her grade and said knowing that angry students might be armed and could resort to any means necessary to keep their grades up could prompt professors to hand out easy A's. Why would they be so frantic to have A's? I'll tell you why, because the whole system is rigged. They're handing out easy A's. I know they are. <laughs> Already. Oh, we grow on the curve. The curve. Do you know one joy I ever got out of life? <laughs> I ruined the curve in school when they were doing that by high school. I blew the curve wide open. My average is 110. Ha! No, the curve went the wrong direction. And, and actually, some people failed that wouldn't have failed without the curve. And, uh, well, then... Uh, 
I say, why are we using the curve? Now, was that on regular class or honors class? Or was regular American history. Right. And you know what they did to answer to that? Actually, no, it was European history. I apologize. That, you know what they, schools did to in answer to that? And I read this somewhere. No, I don't they know. They created the honors courses so they can get us out of there. Oh, so they, yeah, they, that's right. That's I, right. I, yeah. I, would, I, did, I didn't want honors anything. They put me there anyway. Yes, they did. They did me too. Honors English. I couldn't write worth a damn back then. I could not understand the difference between a run on sentence and a, and a, uh, two short sentence. And, and it was kind of, and what's a paragraph? It's not a paragraph. The rules just seemed so arbitrary. Nobody could explain them to me. And so I could never figure it out. It, I can't just rotely memorize something that makes no sense. But see how clever the progs have been all these years. They knew we are a problem. Anyone that excels is a problem. So we have to do something with these people. Yeah, get them away from the other kids, the regular children. And the doofuses. Well, you know, if you put us all in one classroom, you know which classroom to come to first, right? <clears throat> Think about it. Allowing students to carry... Look, I, I, I have a real-life answer to this. I carry... Down in town, open, all the time. Um, I remember being mad in in Murdoch's, uh, which is a store that does you know chicken feed and ranch stuff and all that. And and I was I was pissed off about uh, my generator's small the small engine repair place. And I I'm like I'm arguing the way I normally argue. I'm wearing a gun. Nobody was scared. I didn't shoot anybody. Really, they weren't. They didn't act in any way intimidated by the fact that I was carrying a gun. I don't know why. I exude this kind of aura that people feel comfortable with me having a gun around them. I don't know why. <clears throat> but, yeah, I was yelling. You know, I got angry and loud. I'm always loud, you can imagine. And they didn't call the cops or anything. Nobody was hurt and everything was fine. So the gun means nothing. What matters is who carries the gun, not the gun. The National Rifle Association took aim at Gullion's argument, calling it divorced from reality and logic. The national trend of states easing restrictions on carrying licensed firearms has not spurred the violence unpredicted. According to the NRA, and any student willing to threaten a professor with death or injury is likely not waiting for legislation to pass. In other words, they're going to do something criminal. Why would they need government's permission to have a gun? Indeed, aping the irrational fears, paranoid delusions, or cultural biases of one's teacher is far more likely to prop up one's GPA than lawfully and unobtrusively carrying a firearm of which the teacher is unaware, the NRA wrote on the website. See, that's why you should carry open. Everyone should be aware. Why should people not know you have a gun? What are you hiding? All the constitutions out here in the West, where they were cowboys and stuff, um, even though they allow for open carry, they do not allow for concealed carry because they felt anybody carrying concealed was, you know, was someone that was deceitful, like a card shark or, you know, they didn't, they didn't like that. They don't respect that and they didn't want it. And, uh, so that, that's what in our constitutions it says. So I'm for that too. Why be honest? Make everybody carry open. Be honest. I want to see every. I, if I see a 
like a hundred people with guns, I'll feel safe because I know the overwhelming majority of those people in any group are going to be good people. Overall, Americans are good people, overwhelmingly. And so I know the majority are going to be on my side and will protect me or help me and not come after me. So I, you feel more safe. It's like, well, maybe 10% of these people might be, you know, that kind, criminal. But you have 90, the other 90% on your back. They're outnumbered, right? It works. It always did work. We should have never stopped it. It started back east because they wanted to be like Europe. They wanted to be like where we came from because they felt that was sophisticated and they need to show the world they're just as sophisticated as England was. Well, the people out west didn't give a rat's behind about that. All they cared about was their rights and that's it. They don't care, but don't carry concealed. I catch you, you're going to jail. I'm just saying. Where was I on this anyway? The measure passed over a weekend law prohibiting licensed gun holders from having firearms on school grounds. Uh, it would repeal that. If signed by Governor Greg Abbott as expected, the law would go into effect next fall and in 2017 for community and our junior colleges. Public school presidents have the right to ban guns in quote unquote reasonable areas of the campus, and private colleges in Texas would be able to completely opt out of campus carry. And why is our national government involved in this in any way, shape, or form? It's the Texas government, right? Yep. Because we wouldn't be doing this. No. Good. Um, then Texas government isn't all that, because this is the worst crap I've ever read about that. This is not being done easily. This is kind of... Well, well, they can ban it when it's reasonable. When you put a word reasonable in the law, that's it out. That's a back door. That's the only reason to be there. Because reasonable is best. It depends on who you ask is what's reasonable. That's why you don't use that legally. You never use the term reasonable because I may think something's reasonable that you don't agree with. And uh, by the way, how do I lose my rights by going to uh, Texas college, private colleges in Texas? Obviously, you can opt not to go there. Texas with concealed carry licenses have been able to carry on college campuses for 20 years, but not in buildings. That makes it difficult. How, where do you take it and put it when you go into the building? You got to go from building to building. That's where you go to school, you see. So it does no good that you can walk around outside the building with a gun on, right? Because, well, then you're not allowed to go in the door. For, where do you put the dang gun? This is what I read. It, it, it's, it's, not, it's not a real argument. But you're allowed to carry fun 20 years old. It's not in the buildings. Well, I spend most of my time in the buildings. And and again, there's no magic repository for my gun that it teleports off my hip and goes to when I walk through the door. For God's sakes, common sense, people. Don't let people make statements like that and take them seriously. My God. What a doofus. Doofus. <laughs> your noon word. <laughs> The campus carry law is one of two controversial gun bills on Abbott's desk. The other, which he is also expected to sign, would allow for licensed gun owners to openly carry handguns in most public spaces. I am for openly carry, like I said. Uh, two controversial bills. How hard is this? Here's an idea. Um, you don't have a right to tell me I'm not allowed to have a gun. That's the way, that's the way it should be. 
unless it's a, you know, unless it's someplace that you don't have to be. But this is the way they handled it in Montana, and I agree with the way they handled it. They said any employer can say you can't have, you can't carry a gun on your purpose or have guns on the premises if, and only if, first, you can't ban it in the parking lot in the car because that's the only place they can leave it. But if you supply equal or better protection is the only way you can say as an employer to an employee you can't carry a gun here. Otherwise, there's actually very serious penalties. I forgot the amount of money. It's a lot of money. I kind of tried to get my friend to go after his employer because they did just that to him. Uh, but he didn't want to lose the job. He said, you know, make, you're going to make a million dollars. Just go, just take him to court. Oh, man. But uh, that's what they should have. Yes, you're all right. You're allowed to say that as long as you're going to protect my backside. Otherwise, I have to protect myself. See, they should, no one should be able to put you in a position when you are unable to protect yourself. And if you give me the argument about Bruce Lee, I'm going to smack you. Bruce Lee was not bulletproof. And besides, who wants to study martial arts for 20 years just so you don't feel like you're going to die tomorrow? Takes a lot less time to shoot a gun, trust me. <laughs> Everyone's going to see that's why we don't people carry guns on campus. It's him. <laughs> um, you got to stop being afraid of guns, people. They are your best friend. and they, There's something that'll be there when you need the most. You think you like life insurance? You're going to be dead. What good does that do you? Because good for your family. It does nothing for you. <laughs> but a gun will stop you from dying. And that's a good thing. Right? Most people don't want to die. And yes, the sick, the weak, the the females, the elderly are actually the people most should have these things easily available to them. Cheaply and easily available to them for self-defense. They're the ones that need it most. But I'm big, 275 pounds, 6 foot 4 Ex-martial artist, blah, blah, blah. I carry a gun. Yes, I could beat the crap out of most people. But I'm not willing to put it to the test. Not, not when it's life and death. I, I, I'd i rather have a gun. I know, but it's fine. It's so much work. You know, you get so sweaty. That's why I didn't, that's why I didn't like wrestling. The Looney Tootie Global Warming Report, which we still don't have anything special for. Uh, I don't know. Uh, global warming. They're saying now this is the hottest year on record since, I don't know. And I, I, they say that all the time and, and yet it's never true. But this time it was someone on the other side saying, well, although it was true that, I don't know, overwhelmingly across the whole globe or something, it might have got one. I don't know. That's what they're claiming. I have to go look at the numbers. I don't have the numbers yet. Uh, I don't know where they're finding their numbers. That's the problem. They don't tell you. I will tell you that uh, it doesn't matter. The climate's going to change. It's going to get warmer. It's going to get colder. It's going to be tornadoes, hurricanes, hailstorms, uh, earthquakes, uh, erupting volcanoes. All these things exist in the United States of America and, of course, are going to happen from time to time and sometimes a whole bunch at a time. So don't be fearful. Trust me. 
until you hear someone really knowledgeable like uh, Brian Sussman, for instance, or myself, come out and say, oh, no, that's a real thing. That's not bunk. It's real. Just don't believe it. Go about your life and pay no attention to it and don't allow them to take any money out of our pockets for it. They can do whatever they want, but they can't make us pay for it. <laughs> we're, you know, we're supposed to be a capitalist country. Well, we are. It's crony capitalism, hyphen socialism, communism kind of thing. Yeah, I know. It's just a, it's just a very weird place to be when uh, you know you got communism and 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 the economy all wrapped up into itself, and it's just not working. That's why the economy is doing what the economy is. It just can't work. All right, moving along to CNSNews.com again. Just months before the most important UN climate conference in years. Republican appropriators in the House of Representatives are taking aim at one of the Obama's administration's most cherished priorities. International climate change funding. That's your money going for nothing to the UN so they can govern us. An appropriation bill for the State Department and Foreign Operations released Tuesday excludes funding for three major climate initiatives the Green Climate Fund, the Clean Technology Fund, and the Strategic Climate Fund, and also removes funding for the UN-backed Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, the IPCC. We should have never paid for any of this. We're in the Constitution to dip in the Treasury to pay for some international governance. No, don't even bother. It's inconceivable to the founding fathers. Completely inconceivable that we would be this stupid to allow this to get this far out of control, which is why no one understands that the Constitution can't fix the Constitution. We have to fix the Constitution by understanding, wait, how can I fix what ain't broken? We're not following the Constitution. We're not enforcing the Constitution. If we were, that government wouldn't be there. It would be a shell of its former self. So there should be no funding for okay, any of now, these things. The power of the purse is with the House of Representatives, correct? Yep. All right, so they just passed this. It doesn't have to go to the Senate. They cut the funds. It's done. No. All legislation has to go to the Senate and the president all there's no exceptions except for constitutional amendments that's nothing to do with the well president. why did they have to pass a law to cut the funding why can't they just cut the funding because they already funded it this is and or they're funding. passing a funding bill but in it they're specifically excluding them from the bill therefore excluding funding oh he's gonna veto it he might, so but if they if baby. they put it in a bill that he wants to sign, but just took out those that nonsense, he might still sign it. But I don't think he will, because I don't think the people that run him give a rat's behind. It's all or nothing. They do something serious, or I'm gonna walk all over you. That's what's going on, and they're not doing anything serious. They're taking him to court. There's no provision in the Constitution to take the president of the United States to court. No, it's the, because it's none of this is supposed to exist. The whole executive branch is not supposed to have any of those bureaucracies up there. None of it. All that power is unconstitutional and therefore should not even exist. And will not when we go back to the Constitution and assert state sovereignty. 
We're not, no, we're not seceding. There's no reason to secede. We need to get back to enforcing the Constitution. After that, if you think you still want to leave, uh, Texans, go ahead. You have every constitutional right to do so. But don't do something hasty that you're going to be sorry for. The, the Constitutional Republic is nothing any of you have ever lived under. You're not going to want to be not part of that when we get it back. And yeah, if you leave us when we need you most, we ain't taking you back. You're your own country now. You're stuck with your own government. You brought it with you. Not a smart idea. Because even Texas government, it's not constitutional. They do not adhere to the state constitution. No, they do not. All right. Um, also, the fire line is funding for UN Population Fund, UNFPA, the International Monetary Fund, IMF, and debt relief. The bill eliminates funding for these lower-priority international programs. The House Appropriations Committee said in a statement, in order to meet what it views as top priorities, including funding for security activities around the world, support for key allies, and increasing funding for embassy and diplomatic security to address new needs identified after the Benghazi terrorist attack. This legislation is first and foremost a national security bill, said Representative Kay Granger, Republican Texas, chairwoman of the Appropriations Subcommittee on State and Foreign Operations. Appropriations Committee uh, Chairman Representative Hal Rogers, Republican Kentucky, said it provides funding for critical endeavors, bolstering the fight against terror, strengthening our allies, helping innocent lives facing conflict and strife, and protecting our democracy, our people, and our way of life. Oh, really, by giving uh, uh, state foreign aid to Russia and China? They do. A <laughs> lot. I'm wondering how much of that foreign aid Russia, I mean, China is using to build those little islands. No, they're just giving it back to us in loans. We borrow from them, and we give them foreign where, aid. Why do they where, need foreign aid if we have to borrow money from them? Think about the, that, folks. Where's the UN about China building little islands? Uh, the UN is more for China than you understand. No, they're going after Israel instead. Well, I'm just going to keep saying One it. has nothing to do with the other. <laughs> uh, look, they're all a bunch of tyrants, so obviously the tyrants all like to stick together. And they all like to lord over the little people because they think they're better than them. And that's the natural way of things in life. They... Decided to follow Plato Republic, but uh, it it is not good. It is backwards. It is, it goes against the Enlightenment period. We we're going back to before the Age of Enlightenment. Think about it. How could that be progress? Progressives are regressives. They always label themselves the opposite of what they are. You know, like, when, there's a hunt, pro-hunter group, I forget what it was called, draw a lot of people in, a lot of gun owners to, you know, help, you know, contribute to them for fighting for their rights and blah, blah. Turned out they're an anti-gun group that was taking the money from the gun people and using it against us. Please, people, do a little more research before you give people money. It was uh, not a hunting group. It was an anti-gun group. It was just saying, well, you know, but hunt is, you know, we need to have hunting rifles. Like, 
you know, a single shot, 22 or something. Uh, you know, that, that kind of mentality, but that's only the step to the next step. That's always the way it is with them. There is no compromising with evil. Evil wants it all. In so doing, the drafters decided climate change programs did not merit funding. The Green Climate Fund, launched in 2011, is designed to help developing countries curb greenhouse gas emissions and cope with occurrences attributed to climate change, such as rising sea levels, which has not risen an inch. With the aim of reaching $100 billion a year from public and private sources by 2020, it is one of the most ambitious elements of the global climate campaign. Why do you think there is a global climate campaign? For the same reason the creator of the IPCC said. To bring about one world global socialism. He even said that's what he hoped the IPCC would accomplish. That was the goal. How could this be science? It's politics. This isn't science. Look, if you think the country's bad now, this will be it. Well, y'all be standing on bread lines before you know it. <clears throat> President Obama Caesar last November pledged $3 billion for GCF. Where do you get to pledge anything? You can't, you can't dip into the treasury for squat. <laughs> Your money? You got $3 billion? Yeah, don't think so. He's playing with your money again. That's, he's not allowed to do that. You can't just go around giving our money away. Where did the Constitution say that? Jiminy. Anyway, he, uh, from last word, $3 billion for the GCF, a promise touted by Secretary of State Lurch, John Kerry. At subsequent UN climate talks, even as Republican lawmakers slam the move, the U.S. pledge is by far the largest announced contribution to date for the fund, which now has pledges totaling some $10.2 billion from 33 countries. In its fiscal year 2016 budget request, the administration asked for $500 million, $350 million for the State Department, and $150 million for the Treasury Department as a first step towards meeting that $3 billion objective. The Clean Technology Fund aims to provide financing for low-carbon technologies aimed at reducing the emissions of the greenhouse gases blamed for climate change. The administration's fiscal year 2016 request included $170.68 million for the CTF. The Strategic Climate Fund is a multifaceted initiative meant to help countries deemed most vulnerable to the effects of climate change, to respond to the potential risks they face. My God, if they can't face weather, why are they here? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Holy smokes. Oh, they, they, That's another thing you got to protect people from. Weather now. I mean, what are you doing? Are you insane? Look, people, you can't stop people from dying. They're going to die. Natural disasters are going to happen. You can't stop it. But you can't stop throwing money at it because it certainly doesn't help any. Again, Sock Dollinger. Oh, my God, it must be time again. I hate re I'm. I swear I'm going to record that one time. I never want to have to do that again. I hate reading Sock Dollinger. I choke up all the way through it. 
All right. Uh, so anyway. Uh, to, uh, at risk they face includes programs aimed at helping them become more resilient to combat deforestation and to access renewable energy. In other words, they're sponges, Dan. <laughs> I love sponges, Dan. They I sponge mean... off us, and we stand for it. <laughs> that was a friend of ours uh, on another uh, medium. That we used to be on, and he would call in. One of our friends from Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, he would call in and talk about Spongistan. <laughs> I I haven't heard from him in a while. Nope. I know he's moving. Yep. Smart. <laughs> he's running away from Maryland. But he's not moving quite as. You know, you thought he was. He got his job back. He's working for. He's working in D.C. again, so he had to get a place near D.C. to commute from. And uh, he got that little rental cabin oh, right. on a farm. That's right. Yeah. Moving forward. Uh, well, if you're still listening, moving forward, we'd like to hear from you sometime. Obviously not in a radio show because I don't have a telephone set up yet. We will one day. On, I know for I know we will, but it's going to be a while. Um, so anyway, the administration requested $59.6 million for the SCF in fiscal year 2016. Do you see all these little freaking agencies and pet projects within? There's like a, there's thousands of them. Thousands. Eating away our money like little ants. The state and foreign operations bill also eliminates funding for the IPCC. The administration's fiscal year 2016 request was for $11.7 billion for those lying pieces of crap. They've been exposed for what they are, and they still has the nerve to ask for money for the IPCC. The man's got cojones. I'll tell you that right now. That, that, because man, I'd come out with this, but then there's no real opposition. Why isn't why aren't you hearing this from people in Congress? Why? You didn't. What you want to visit? $11.7 million for the IPCC that made up climate change? I don't think so. I think I know my people in the Americas pretty well. I don't think so. Not in the United States of America. Unfortunately, the minority are ruling the majority and doing a damn bad job of it. And also, for the IMF, the that's the International Monetary Fund, $62 million requested. And for, I think we pay 17% of the IMF's total funding. We spend, the UN itself, we spend something like 25% of their budget comes from the United States of America. Then there's the World Health Organization, the World Bank, and on and on. We're the major funders of all of it. We need to stop all of it. We don't need an IMF. We don't need an IPCC. Let's start getting rid of things we don't need. And by the way, how the heck are they allowed to indirectly tax us through the President of the United States? Another thing that is impossible under the Constitution. And they go on to UNFPA, 35 million requested. <laughs> you know, they're throwing your money away to anybody that'll take it. But we got to go. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And say so good night, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.